It's Jax. What up, Dallas? Let's go. Martin Luther had a dream, but Freddy Krueger had a Ruger. X Malcolm hopped the picture, so now we back to the future. Now we back to these losers embracing death like they used to. Poking out they just, but listen, son, now you leaking that future. Huh? So who's the shooter? Hum, is it your man? Or was it a fan? Or was it a stand? Huh? I would beg to differ. In hindsight, I bet you he said he was not a nigga. Plus Biggie Smalls was just minding his business, yo. Smoking an Optimo. Somebody got to drop the homie Biggie. He's got to go. And they couldn't stop it, no, I wish that they could Yeah, the world needs change, but man, I wish that we would So what a long frown, a man home from a four-pound His blood ripples on the floor from the wall sound His mama sitting at the wake, hoping the Lord's found Another dead, another gone now, damn George Elliott said that it's best to be what you want to be Fucking do what you want to do So I do what I want to do Bet you did it to floss Bitch, I did what I wanted Bet you did it and lost Bitch, I did it and won it Shit, I'm never coming back Listen, I just want to rap Gee, I told you all of that On about a dozen tracks I don't give a fuck I just, I just, I just want to rap Spitting fire on this track Like a fucking thundercat Plus this mic is bleeding Rojo This shit is a no-no Rolling in that low-low Plus I'm from that ball Need a folk, folk, smoking on my logo. Ready for the woe, and we so so. Slipping with the flow, somebody called a bobo. Heard the lanes, and I swear they so so. Too much love for the fame, just to go broke. You said, like, I had the rap game and the show card. No, I think I got the whole world in a rope, though. Gotta think of damn dog, you crazy. Is he the next Jay Z? My crystal ball is hazy, but I don't know. Maybe. Welcome back to the Insane Track Podcast. Here's your host, Chris, here. And I'm being joined uh, by somebody, I think you had it on like two or three times already for the Insane Track this year. I got my boy, uh, Justin, for Three Fist Podcast. What's going on, man? What's going on? What's going on? Nothing much. Uh, man, we got a lot of stuff to talk about this week. It, again, going to every other week has meant that I just get piles of bullshit that that pile up for shows, and I got to decide on what uh, what makes a cut and what doesn't. But uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Before we get into that, though, um, before I talk to Justin about what he got going over on over there with three fifths, I do want to say, um, uh, so I don't forget at the end of the show. Um, Tickets for our in-game screening will go on sale uh, Monday the 18th at noon. Um, go to uh, endgame.mtrnetwork.net. Hopefully by the time this show is up, I'll actually have the links to the brown paper ticket site where you can get the tickets at. Um, and I would say go to – that way you can go – you can bookmark that page, um, the actual brown paper p- ticket page, so that when it goes live – on Monday, you can go straight there. You don't have to go to the extra site of going to our site first and or to uh, the uh, Worth of 40 Acres site first. And then get a ticket. So, uh, again, we're going to have um, tickets for a DC show, NLA show, um, and this is very, very important. So we have a limited space for the DC show for the live show after. Uh, we got, we got, uh, there are less seats for the live show after than there are for the, the movie screening. So uh, and um, so if you you'll get two options, you get an option to buy just a ticket to uh, the movie screening and then you'll get an option to buy tickets to that includes uh, an RSVP for the live show. The live show is free. So the tickets are the same. There is no change in price. Uh, It's just that the live show, I think, is taking place at 430 to 630 afterwards. Uh, We'll have the the actual direct information on the site and if so. 
uh, for you to see. Um, but in order for you to go to the live show, you need to get, uh, you know, the RSVP ticket for the live show. So when you go to the site for the DC show to get your ticket, just make sure you're getting the right ticket if you want to go to the live show afterwards. Because, uh, again, we're going to have a limited amount of tickets for the live show afterwards. So you need to make sure, again, there's no change in price. But you need to make sure that you're you're getting the RSVP ticket, or you won't be able to make it in. So um, I'm letting you know right now, so that when those tickets get sold out, uh, you don't come to me saying, "But can't you get me in on the sly?" So the answer is no. Um, so just make sure you're doing that. Um, and and again, if you j if you could only make the in game uh, screener, uh, just get the the ticket for the in game screener, which it should be, I think. We allotted for three hours because they said that they have a three-hour cut of the movie, so we're not sure how long it's going to take. So I think the movie starts at three, uh, twelve thirty, and we uh, have the theater until three thirty. So um, we look forward to seeing everybody out there. And again, if you if somehow you can't make it to the live show, we will be sticking around for a little bit after because we have a little bit of a cushion in between when the movie ends and when the live show begins. We'll probably you know have some time to do a little meet and greet real quick uh, before we head over to the live show, which is right around the corner from where um, the theater is. So uh, we look forward to seeing everybody. And then out on, um, in L.A., uh, Shannon and Roe will be out there in L.A. with Lance, and I think they're going to be uh, – they don't have a live show, per se, but they're going to be meeting up at Dave & Buster's after the movie. So if you guys want to, you know, uh, sip around with some, some, some of the MTR Network crew, uh, you can do that over there in L.A. as well. So it's going to be fun, though. We're looking forward to it, and we're looking forward to seeing everybody – uh, coming out and and joining us, so uh, it's gonna be fun. MTR taking over coast to coast. Yeah, I mean it worked it, it worked so well for the Black Panther one. We said, hey, you know what? Let's do it again for, but it's probably gonna be the biggest movie of this year, or, or maybe ever. Like I think right now, early tracking is two hundred sixty-five million dollars opening weekend. It might hit that three hundred million dollars domestic. Domestic, yeah, yeah. It's it's disgusting. It's like that's sickening. Yeah, it's sick. It's a lot of fucking money. So, um, but yeah, like I said, uh, we have a lot to talk about uh, today. Uh, there's been a lot of shit going on. Um, some stuff I didn't want to talk about, but I've been saying it on Twitter. So I was like, oh, fuck, I guess gotta, we got to talk about this shit. Um, but before we get into that, um, I just want to, you know what? I didn't think I was going to do this, but we're going to have to go ahead. And, let's just go ahead and leave with this. <laughs> I just feel like, you know, you know, you got to hear that beautiful white privilege music because I, I just feel like there's just been so much white privilege happening uh, the last two weeks. And um, nothing tops in terms of white privilege uh, and happening in, in America right now than uh, this uh, scandal, if you will, <laughs> the, the Operation no. Varsity, Varsity Blues. <laughs> Time out, time out. It's Operation Varsity Blues. One, someone at the FBI has a... Uh, Hilarious sense of humor. I was actually hoping they would go for Operation Blue Mountain State. Uh, right, right. <laughs> because, my, how? what I'm learning as I get older and as, you know, more of these crimes come out, what I'm learning is criminals are really stupid. Oh, incredibly stupid. And, and, the, and the richer they are, the dumber they are. This is why... Right! So, so this, this is why, I, I swear to God, this is why... I understand there are some conspiracy, not even real conspiracy. There are uh, clandestine organizations of rich people that come together and and, influ and, make, and have influences. I 
completely agree with that. But when people consider go, it's the Illuminati, I'm like, you guys don't understand how dumb these people are. It's like when it's like when people try to make it seem like um uh the invasion of Iraq was some giant conspiracy or something like that. It was like, no, the 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 they just lied. It wasn't like well, no. and it wasn't even the, like good lies. It was like it wasn't like a hidden conspiracy. It was an in your face, we're lying to you and we're telling you we're lying to you and you're still gonna do it. Right, right. That's that's not a conspiracy. Like that's not that's not like some this this is not like, you know, the usual suspects when you start putting all this goes like oh, it was it was the it was it was rapey uh uh Kevin Spacey the entire time. That's not what this is, right? These people are not smart. And to be perfectly honest, I think personally that the richer you are the dumber you get when it comes to crimes because you think nothing can touch you. And so there's this sense of like, I can get away with it. And so when you start peeling and, 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 and the fact that there's also, especially if you're rich and white, nobody's looking at you. Nobody's checking for you when it comes to these things. And so like what would get normal people caught up, like the amount of information they have. So basically, so those who don't know, if you've been living under a rock, and this is this is one of those the, these these things that happened these last two weeks that was so big that my office usually doesn't talk about things that happen in the news or things like that. This would mean this is like one of those things that would be discussed at the water cooler. All right, like this is one of those things that came up. All right, so apparently, fifty individuals, including actress uh, Lori Lolan and uh, Felicity Hoffman along with dozens of CEOs and other high-ranking business executives, were charged in a wide-reaching college admission scams, uh, scam in which they allegedly gamed the system. They're accused of handing over up to $6 million to guarantee their children's admissions to several elite universities, including but not limited to Georgetown, Stanford, and Yale. Now, here's the thing. I, mean, I, haven't, I haven't been able to figure this out. Now, when they say up to six million dollars, are they talking about six million dollars in, in total? Oh no, no, no! Some of them paid up to six point five million dollars. Now, I don't know a university. College is expensive. It is very, very expensive. I don't know a college in this country that costs six point five million dollars to get into. These people are dumb, and their kids are dumb. So. They couldn't just do the legal bribery route of donating a wing to the school or building a library for the school. Like, there's actually legal ways to do the things that you're trying to do. Nope. We're going to forge an athletic career, roping other people in on this conspiracy, confess to it on our personal cell phones, and write checks for a criminal conspiracy. What the act? Yo, you remember, remember when people were trying, and I know that it turned out that maybe that check wasn't for that. Remember when people were trying to say that Jesse Smollett wrote a check? They're like, oh, no, I know, I know it didn't happen. He wrote a check for a criminal conspiracy. I'm like, yeah, they actually know people are that dumb. They actually do do that shit. They, they do do that like, shit. Like, yo, I, I, may need to re, I may need to revisit how I feel about uh, certain criminals. Cohen got caught up writing checks for a criminal conspiracy. Manafort got caught uh, Not Manafort. Who was it in North Carolina where they were actually, like, writing checks and keeping books? Was it the, on oh. paying for destruction of votes? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Oh, I can't remember. It's not. It wasn't Brian Kim. It was the other dude. I know what you're talking about because his right. son. His son came out and basically snitched on him. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember it now. But um, no, no, the fan showed up at his son's door and he was like, "Nah, it was it was my dad. Here's me on here's me on tape saying he shouldn't do it. Nah, don't you're not getting me locked up in this madness, old man. No, sir. Yo, these <laughs> some dumbass criminals, man. They're so dumb. Prosecutors filed charges against 33 parents, some of whom are accused of paying between. Two hundred thousand and six point five million dollars to get their children into elite universities, 
Also among the accused are nine college coaches who are accused of accepting bribe payments in exchange for granting admission. The scheme also involved faking SAT and, and, uh, and ACT scores. Like you said, there were, the, there were the thing of them actually photoshopping their faces of their kids onto the bodies of actually athletes? Yes. It is absolutely... I, I, uh, and it's not like there aren't legal ways to do these things. Like we said, like normally what rich people do is they'll donate to their school. They'll be like, oh, we'll open up a wing in this library. We'll donate to the Scholastic Fund. We'll do something so we get our name on a building and my kids get to go to school. Like that's the legal way to bribe? No, you guys created an actual criminal, a federal conspiracy to commit wire fraud, mail fraud. This is just mind boggling to me. Like I... I am flabbergasted, legitimately flabbergasted. I just, it's just, how do you not, why, why would you spend that much? First of all, it's like, you're rich. So it's like, like, I can't remember if it was uh, Lolan or Hoffman who basically, um, like, the whichever one that has the daughter that's the influencer, I think it's Lolan, and it's the influencer daughter. Aunt Becky. Whichever one is Aunt, I, I, I gotta be honest, I don't know the actors' actual names, but I know Aunt Becky's the one with the, the U, that went to UFC with the daughter that's an influencer. Yeah, it's just, so her daughter is basically, you know, an influencer and, and was using, like, Instagram to, like, and she did things like, you know, I, I'm just going to school to party and things like that, and I'm only going to school because my parents want me to go, to go to college, and I'm just like, but why do they want you to go to college here? Rich. I mean, and, and I'm like, I understand that because I mean, they're they're apparently her they're, they're, the parents didn't go to college themselves. I'm like, okay, you guys did fine. Why are you? She clearly doesn't want to go to college. She clearly isn't smart enough to get the grades she needs because apparently they were having to forge SAT and ACT scores. They were forging uh, GPAs and all this other shit. And then she wasn't going to class. She wasn't going to class. <laughs> you heard where she was when she when uh, the scandal broke, right? Wasn't she like in like Europe or something like that, or Thailand? She was partying on the yacht of the trustees of University of South or Southern California. Come the fuck on, y'all! Come the fuck on! Come the fuck on. I'm not, I, I can't make this shit up. She was partying on the trustees' yacht, yo. So let me get this straight: you were gonna break off half a million dollars for your daughter to go to school to pay some nerd ten thousand dollars to do all her homework and write all her essays. For what? Why? For, for, yeah, what? for what? For, for what? why? For what? I just, that's the thing that gets me. It's like, you, you just, you, it, it literally is a waste of money. Why? Why? It doesn't make any sense. It's just it's the dumbest thing in the world. What are we going on? And then, didn't they get snitched on by somebody else, like another white dude who was already in, like, uh, uh, problems with the, this, uh, the SEC or something like that? Like, it just. Okay. So I've, I've been actually looking because I wanted to see how this unfolded because before this news broke, we got the news of an FBI wiretap on LSU coach, uh, what is it, Will Mace, Will we, the coach of LSU basketball, on, on a wiretap saying he was going to offer a kid a big-ass deal. He got caught up. And then this investigation came out. So what I'm wondering is, do the feds have someone on an NCAA investigation like they did a year or two ago, and they just unloaded all this other fraud that we found out going on with schools basically funding money through shoe companies and through agencies to aau leagues to get to the kids like it was a huge huge conspiracy actually pretty that was actually a brilliant conspiracy but they all it takes is one person to stitch and the whole thing falls apart so i'm wondering if this started off 
as an NCAA investigation that just flipped into, but I got these rich parents over here that's actually funneling even more money. So it, I can't wait for them to say how they got all this because they got people on tape. Um, like one of the dudes they have on tape is like, yeah, we're gonna make my son a punter. He's got real strong legs. Dude, they got tapes. They got they got emails. They got they got literally everything. Like you can't. Uh, But again, the fans have a source. Like they have a source. Someone is snitching. Somebody's snitching big time. Because here's my thing: if you're doing if you're doing this for something so stupid, you're doing other things. So I guarantee you. Whoever snitched was getting in trouble for some other shit and was basically like, I, I got something else that I can I can exchange to get out of this, you know? Um so but but on top of that, so so I'm just thinking when when it first broke, my first reaction was, huh, I wonder how many of these uh parents and kids are always talking about railing against affirmative action, right? So, turns out Lori Lowland's husband is apparently a vocal Trump supporter who frequently complains about people not carrying their own weight. Right. Again, like, you could not write this any better. Right? Like, you have the Trump supporter. And again, Trump's whole brand is, I'm fighting for you, working class white person, so that the elites won't take advantage of you. And here is a literal elite taking advantage of the system to screw over the working class. Like, we have a lot of jokes now, and I think the jokes are a way of coping with the pain of, yo, these schools shut out black and brown kids daily. Mm -hmm. And they shut them out so these people can bribe their way in. Right? Like, we... No, go ahead. I was going to say, it's beyond just that, though. It's also just the idea of you need... Getting into these privileged schools comes with some prestige so that even if you just went to the school between the connections you make or just saying you went to that school that's seen as better than let's say if you go to an hbcu or go to another school that's not as prestigious as some of these other schools that these kids were getting into you're seeing as oh you got into yale you must be really smart versus somebody who went into i don't know you know howard university right and it shouldn't be that way, but that's how people look at it. But then you have this thing where you're finding out that people are buying their way into these schools and nobody's checking to see if these kids are even going to class. Like, you know, right. um, yeah. Yeah, and it was Lori Lowland's daughter, Olivia. You know, so the 19-year-old YouTuber, YouTuber goes by the name Olivia Jade, and she had a, like one of her latest videos – was about her uh, graduating from a private high school, and that she was ready to make, uh, and that uh, that her reason for um, she gave her a reason for going to to uh, college was like, I don't know how much of a school I'm, how much school I'm going to attend, but I'm going to I'm I'm going to go in and talk to my deans and everyone and hope that I can try to balance it all, but I, I do want to experience it like uh, the experience of like game days and partying. I don't really care about schools, uh, as you guys all know. So why go? Like you, you are literally taking up space from someone that wants to go to further their own education and further their own craft, mm-hmm. right? Like you, you are taking up space because mommy and daddy want you to have the prestige of going to USC, uh, the, the the honor of attending there, just so they can say my daughter attends USC, and then when you graduate, well, I attended USC. Like for what? For why? It. it it's frustrating because, like, when we were coming up, like, right or wrong, the generation before us impressed on our generation 
you have to be twice as good to get half of what they want. This is why they said that shit. Mm-hmm. Because like the inherent pr- the inherent wealth privilege and the inherent the, the inherent like white privilege in it, it makes it so hard for us to even get like the scraps of the scraps. Joy wrote an amazing article because um, she went to an Ivy League, right? Mm-hmm. And in her article, it just sort of details why this hurts so much. Because even if we get into those schools, we're always looked at as, oh, well, you're just an affirmative action hire. Like, you didn't actually earn it. Mm-hmm. You don't actually belong here. Oh, you're on an athletic scholarship. You don't actually belong here. Never mind the fact that if you have an athletic scholarship to a university, that means that you are good enough in your craft for them to, for them to, like, oh, yes, we will pay for your education so you can make us billions of dollars. Uh, unless, unless, right? you're, you are- unless, you're, unless your parents... Are, are, are you know, are aspiring to Photoshop your face onto the bodies of athletes so that you can get a a uh, 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 an athletic scholarship and never do it? Like I think one of the kids was like, some, even though she had never really played tennis, was like then like nationally ranked in tennis or something like that. And you're just like, right? But how? how? But she never played tennis though. How, did, how are you doing that? That doesn't make any so here's sense. What I know. Which one of the parents photoshopped their kid on the Serena Williams body? I know one of them had to do it. <laughs> and they had to be like, like one of them tried. Or maybe Tiger Woods. Maybe they could get away with Tiger Woods. Oh, you know, it's, it's a farmer's tan. It's a farmer's tan. That's why. Guys, guys, we can't. I, I can't. I can't. I can't sell this. I can't sell this one. All right. So we're going to play a little game because you kind of mentioned it there. Uh, uh, so uh, I'm springing this game on Justin. I'm going to see if he can, if he can uh, win this with the correct answer. So uh, I got three questions for you. Uh, two questions and a bonus question. So here we go. Uh, Justin, please answer this question for me. What group is the biggest benefactor of affirmative action policies? Oh, that's white women. Mm, uh, correct answer, correct. White women, yes. Correct, correct answer. Uh, what group cries the most about affirmative action policies, keeping them from getting uh, keeping them from getting into college to the point that they sue, even though they are benefiting from said policies? Oh, uh, once again, I will go with uh, white women. In the last three years, we had at least four national uh, cases of a white woman suing a uh, a big university. Uh, after not being good enough to get in. Uh, the one that comes to mind is that woman in Texas who sued because her grades were literally not good enough to get into Texas. Hmm. Okay, okay. Bonus question here for you. Uh, what group of women voted a majority to elect Donald Trump? Uh, I'm going to say white women. Yeah, I'm going uh, to go with white women. I believe white women voted uh, majority to elect Donald Trump. Dean, yeah. you have gotten all three answers correctly, and now I get to tell you what you have won. You have won... Uh, absolutely nothing because you're not a white woman. So, I mean that's that. that's how the game goes. I yeah. I, I get it. Sorry about that. Yeah, no, it's, I, it's, I don't it's have just, tears. I can't weaponize my tears to get what I want. Like I said, it, it, there's something about you know there are other people, and I'm pretty sure there are men like none of their husbands are, are getting into this because isn't isn't Will H Macy like or, or, he's married to one of these women? I believe. I here's the thing. I do not know these women. I, I don't. I know that one of them was on full. House. I don't give a shit. I I don't. I don't. I really don't. Yeah, Felicity Hussman. Is uh and, and Will H Macy? I, I, I was 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 Macy also charged, or was it just the wives? No, apparently oh, so the I wives. have so I have the full list of everyone that was charged. Like it's it's a big list. Yeah, it's like thirty three oh. thirty three parents alone. But then you got to get into the coaches, and then you got you got the see right. Uh, yes. So apparently, no. Oh. Apparently, he was not uh, charged in this. Uh, so I'm trying to see if I can find out why he wasn't charged. Oh, God damn it. I hate now that all these, the Washington Post and all these other places are now charging you to kind of read 
to read their sites and i'm like i'm not paying you know i'm not paying for that right so like yo wapo i thought the whole purpose of bezos buying you was so i wouldn't have to do this <laughs> i mean bezos got the money he he could front y'all mm-hmm. i actually think that'd be revolutionary if he fronted them so that they operate at cost maybe just well no not him specifically because he's evil but if they were funded at cost and they didn't have to run advertisements that would actually help the model but not Bezos. Bezos is he's kind of Lex Luthor. Yeah, yeah he's got the bald head too. I mean, he kind of is. Right? I mean, yeah, so I yeah, I don't I don't I don't know what's going on, but here's the thing. I don't I don't really care. I don't I know there're going to be some women are being like, "Hey, and I and I get this, this is me as a man to be with a little privilege here, but I'm also black, so I think that kind of covers a little bit of this. I don't really care that it's the white two white women that are the face of this right now because I feel like white women are the face of the campaign against affirmative action. And this just shows the hypocrisy of it. Like, I understand. I don't want to make it seem like they're the only two that should be getting charged with this because they're not. Or the only two that should be having their face plastered over there. They're not. But the fact that uh, Felicity Huffman and, and, and Laura Lowell are, 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 are the, the, the two quote-unquote biggest names right now, I'm completely fine with that. Because, again, it goes with this, the idea of white women con- continually supporting you know, holding down, you know, uh, uh, other minorities while also benefiting from that system. Like, again, right. white women benefit the most from affirmative action, but then they're the ones that sue the most when it comes to feeling like they've been um, unfairly, you know, uh, left out of school because some black, some their, their, their spot in college went to a black person. Their spot in college more than likely went to another white woman. That's more likely the, what actually happens in those cases. So, yeah, fuck them. Well, so I, I mean, I, I think we can we can at, we can simultaneously acknowledge. Yeah, there's a little bit of sexism in making these two the face of it, comma. Mm-hmm. But they're also literally the biggest names, mm-hmm. right? Well, that's yeah, yeah. Like, it, it, game, like part of part of this is game is the game. They're the two biggest. They're the two biggest names. Nobody cares about Gregory Abbott. Nobody cares about Gamal Abdelaziz. Nobody cares about Todd Blake. Like, you don't know who these people are, but you know Aunt Becky. So, game is the game. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn, fuck. She paid half a mil a piece to have her die. <laughs> and she dropped out. So, like, what was it all for? Yo. All that just to have your daughter who's going to be a YouTube blogger. A YouTube vlogger. That's it. That's what it was. Ooh. Oh, so this is a Rico charge. Oh yeah, y'all going to jail. Yeah. Y'all going to jail. jail. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. This is not a this is not, <laughs> this is not a this is not a small thing. This is not a ha ha ha. We're gonna give a slap on the wrist. So, like, no, this is a Rico charge. Like uh, y'all going to jail jail. So, <laughs> so we we joke, you know, no again, our generation, we grew up with Carmelo Anthony stop snitching. Right? Like I also think it's hilarious that there's a generation of basketball fans that don't know Baltimore Mello. That is just hilarious to me. Um <laughs> But we grew up with stop snitching. As we get older, we realized, oh, that just meant for, like, state police. Like, we don't snitch to the cops. If the feds come knocking, you've already lost. Yeah, hey, you snitch. Like I said, like, I said. You snitch. Oh, let me see if I can find. The, the, I got to find out about the dude. Uh, man who snitched on college admissions thing. Because I, I, I was like, I want to feel like he was. Is, yeah, 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 yeah. The college admission scandal began with a tip from a Los Angeles man 
And um, yeah, yeah, here we go. Financial executive uh, Maury Tobin was being investigated in a connection with an unrelated securities fraud case, <laughs> according to the Wall Street Journal, when he told federal investigators that former Yale women's soccer head coach Rudy uh, Meredith sought a bribe to get Tobin's daughter into Yale. Yeah, man. <laughs> Yo, listen, that, that snitch code does not apply when the feds come knocking on your door because motherfuckers be snitching. And look, we're seeing that, no. in, the, we're seeing that in the Trump stuff, right? Like, nah, I ain't snitching, I ain't snitching. All of a sudden, feds come in the door. It's like, hey, listen, yo, that motherfucker did it. Yo, Trump is guilty as fuck. Where you want to sign? I'll sign that shit. Yo, what's up? Look, Manafort is a lot of things, but Manafort said, I ain't snitching. <laughs> Cohen got locked up. The first thing he did, oh, yes, uh, it was him, officer. Um, He did it over there. Uh, I can, I'll, I'll get him on wire if you want me. I can get him to admit to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Look, man, when those three-letter agents, FBI, CIA, when they show up, you have already lost. Because uh, we, we talked about this on our show. Under Obama, the United States Department of Justice had like a 94% conviction rate. Mm-hmm. If they show up, you've lost. They don't go after you unless they have you. That's why Takashi 69 was snitching. Like, he's snitching, and he's still getting 20. Fed charges? Oh, hell. No. Investigators recorded a meeting between the executive and the coach at, uh, Boston ho- at a Boston hotel room in April 2018. During the meeting, which was described in court documents, authorities said Meredith told the father that he would help uh, he would help his daughter get into Yale in exchange for four hundred fifty thousand dollars. Meredith accepted two thousand in the cash in the hotel room and gave the executive directions on how to wire the rest of the money. Authorities said Meredith began cooperating. Then he, Meredith started, uh, <laughs> and then Meredith started snitching. Meredith began. <laughs> That's the best. Yo, these motherfuckers, everybody started snitching, yo. Meredith began cooperating with investigating that same month in hopes of getting a lesser sentence. Prosecutors said in the court documents, Meredith, who resigned from Yale in November, has already ha- had uh, has agreed to plead guilty to charges including wire fraud. A message left Thursday on Meredith's phone. Tobin himself, uh, Tobin himself is a Yale graduate, and his daughter attends uh, Marlboro uh, School, a private all-girls school in Los Angeles. Whew, boy. Yeah, yeah, that is, whew, boy. Yeah, this is just, whew, there is no, uh, when it comes to Fed charges, there's no honor among thieves, yo. Everybody's snitching. Nah, man. That, I'm going to jail? Cool. What can I do to lessen my sentence? Right. Like, that. at th- that point, that is the game. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. Like, if your, local po- if your local police department comes after you, okay, you shut up and you get a lawyer. If the feds come after you, that means they already have a case against you. The feds don't just show up Mm-mm. just because. Mm-mm. Like, so let's take, let's take Michael Vick, for example. His cousin got popped by local police. Then he snitched. That's when the feds showed up to Michael Vick because they already had Vick. And again, the feds got Vick on the money, not the killing of dogs. Right. It was a big no, thing. They got, they got him on, what was it, uh, conducting conducting illegal business across state lines? Something like yeah. Basically, they got, like you said, the money. Right. It's, it's like when um, was Al Capone got, got popped for taxes. It's like... Yeah, this is like I think people look at things like when when the DOJ comes in on like uh, these cases involving police shootings and don't get in a conviction. It's because the fe- they have a higher burden that they have to meet in order to get those charges in. But once they charge you, it's pretty much a wrap. It's very right. you're not gonna beat a federal charge. Like once somebody says them federal charges, <laughs> no nigga, <laughs> no. And, and like you said, it's because the burden is so high. Um, I, and I think there's a frustration in watching, you know, feds pursue police shootings because like, well, how we see it in our eyes. Like, how can they not meet the burden? 
a lot of that comes from obstruction from the police departments they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Right? Like they can't get the evidence of the cooperation they what? need to get to meet the high burden, even though we see it on the outside, they have to go through certain channels and have to meet, they have to check certain boxes. And the local PDs are doing everything in their power to ensure that they don't meet those boxes because they're more interested in protecting their own than actual and, uh, serving justice. And I'm glad you made, brought this up. I haven't put it up on the feed yet, but we're putting our Leaving Neverland um, joint I did with uh, the doctor up there soon. Um, but I'm glad you brought that point up because I think, because the same thing happened in the Michael Brown shooting. This is why when people go th- sit there and look at, you cannot look when, 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 when federal cases happen and let's say they do not bring charges, but they release a report. Never look at that and sit there and go, oh, that means they found no wrongdoing and, and everybody's innocent and that's what happened. No, when you read the actual federal documents on a lot of these things, what you find is that person is probably guilty as fuck. It still didn't meet enough proof for the federal government to bring charges, but they'll lay out a case that's like, that person's guilty as fuck. When you read the FBI right. files on Michael Jackson, that motherfucker did it. Like it is not, it is not, it's not to say, oh, well, they investigated and they couldn't bring charges. Like they couldn't, but they have enough stuff there that the local governments, the local, uh, the local police actually did their job. He would be in jail. Um, the Darren, uh, the the feds. This is one of the things that it pissed me off with um, Joe Scarborough because when the when the, when the DOJ report on uh, Ferguson came out, he tried to make it seem like, oh, see, nope, the feds said that Darren Wilson was innocent. That's what it goes. That's not what that says. It says there were conflicting no. reports, but there's enough stuff there, and they basically laid into not just Darren Wilson, but that entire police department, which is why that police department got fucked up afterwards. It's like, yo, that 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 the, the when you look at these federal documents and you see what the what what the prosecutors are looking at, they might not meet their proof their their burden of proof in the federal court, but if you look at it just as a private citizen and reading this shit, you're like, oh, these motherfuckers are guilty. Like and, right. and they lay out they lay out a charge where again it's not a legal thing that you can put somebody in jail for, but where there's smoke, there's plenty of fucking fire. That's usually what these federal documents show. You go and read those those FBI files on Michael Jackson. There's plenty of fucking smoke. There's like a forest fire worth of smoke sitting there. Oh, he's guilty. Darren Wilson guilty. You know. So yeah. So so. If, if it gets to the point where they can then also then bring charges, oh, these motherfuckers did it. You're not beating that yeah. shit. That's why none of these people who are getting charged by the feds uh, that, that work for Trump are walking. They're not walking. They might be getting uh, uh, reduced sentences, but all of them are, are, are pleading guilty for a fucking reason or being found guilty for a fucking reason. And most of them, are, and you look at it, most of them are pleading guilty because they don't want to go to that trial. They don't want any of this shit coming out public more. Like the, you, they, well, so that, that that's that's the magic word. Uh, when it goes to trial, discovery is the magic word. We get we get to learn all your business, all the stuff that you're trying to keep hidden. Discovery has got to come out in the open. Like I I think that's the main reason the NFL settled with Kaepernick. They didn't want discovery. They did not want their dirty laundry to come out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Yep. You either take a you either take a plea, you settle, you do whatever it takes for this not to go to court because we do not want discovery. Ask Michael Cohen about discovery. Mm-hmm. Discovery led to Michael Cohen getting hit with charges with new new state charges. You don't want discovery. Mm-hmm. Yep. You don't want that shit. You don't want that shit at all. So, 
Um, okay, speaking of uh, no one, don't, 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 don't start no shit, won't be no shit. Uh, this also falls under great moments and white privilege. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, you by now you probably heard of the woman that uh, got attacked by the jaguar. <laughs> In the, in the Jaguar enclosure. I'm trying to see, I have it open. I'm trying to find out where I got all these fucking tabs open. I can't find the damn tab with the uh, uh, this, this woman who got attacked by the Jaguar uh, cage. Um, she apparently wanted to get a selfie with the Jaguar, uh, and it reached through the cage and, and, and attacked her. Um, it's so stupid. It, it's it's so incredibly, incredibly stupid. So... Uh, first, uh, I will say, let's see, a, the woman, let's see, um, a woman reportedly crossed over a barrier near a jaguar enclosure in the Wildlife World Zoo in Arizona on Saturday to take a photo with the cat, who reached out and slashed her arm. Paramedic took her to a nearby hospital and treated her for non-life-threatening injuries. Um, yeah, um, the barriers are there for a reason. And I looked at the video, so I'm going to play this video, and this is why it falls in under Great Moments of White Privilege. Here's a video of the woman talking about what happened admits she was the one in the wrong here saying she climbed over a barrier to pose right up against that steel fencing that surrounded the jaguar exhibit when the animal latched onto her arm and we do want to warn you some of the images you're about to see are disturbing this morning a woman attacked by a jaguar at an arizona zoo is speaking out telling cbs news she leaned over a concrete barrier to get just so you know, just I mean, I know all of you guys listening already know, already know. But again, another bonus question I'm gonna ask Justin here: oh, What race is she? That's a white woman. That's, that's a white woman. Dog. Oh, okay, I just want to just, 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 just get closer to the animal, all for a photo op. A black jaguar was up against the fence, and we happened to be walking by, and we said, "Hey, let's get some good pictures." But getting those good pictures quickly turned out to be a bad idea. Witnesses say the woman, Leanne, who was asking that her last name not be used, jumped over a low concrete barrier to get closer to the cat's cage. This cell phone video capturing the terrifying moments after she was attacked. Leanne now apologizing to zoo officials, telling CBS that she is to blame but that zoo staff should also take more steps to make the enclosure safer. I was in the wrong for leaning over the barrier, but I do think that maybe the zoo should look into moving their fence back. For now, officials are removing the jaguar from the... There's a good six to eight feet between the, the concrete barrier and the fence. In order to get over there, you have to jump over the concrete barrier and kind of move past some bushes... And then get up to the cage. Why is the onus on the zoo to move a goddamn thing? I mean, I shouldn't have jumped over the fence. And I shouldn't have, you know, done the thing that they told me not to do. But I feel like if they made it harder for me, then I wouldn't have done it, even though I'm not supposed to do it anyway. So really, it's your fault. Like, that's, that's the argument she's making. It is your fault that I broke your rules. White women are special. I just, you shouldn't, like, what do you, no. You cross the fucking barrier. Don't cross the fucking barrier. It's there for a reason. And it's a dangerous also, animal. Like, I also love, nobody is saying the Jaguar was wrong. Like, no one that I've seen has said, well, the, they, you know, the Jaguar needed to show more restraint. No, the Jaguar went Jaguar. 
I, I love the fact that they're not trying to put the animal down. You know, a lot of times it happens. Right. Somebody does something stupid like this, and they put the animal down. Like, nope, they're not putting the animal down for this one. I'm like, thank God. Thank God. Right. Like, nah, you, y'all shouldn't have acted up. You know, you know what you did. You know what you did. All right, and, and less funny news and more serious stuff. Um, we got do have to talk about this. Um, so, four nine people were killed in a shooting, and two uh, t- a terrorist attack. Two mosques were shot in central uh, uh, Church Christ uh, uh, Christ Church uh, New Zealand on Friday. Um, and uh, again, before you guess it, it is a white nationalist extremist who has a racist manifesto and was radicalized by uh, right-wing extremists, including our president, online. Yeah, like, this whole story is wild. Um, I feel like the last couple of times I've been on, we've talked about, like, how Nazis are using online spaces to radicalize people. This dude is a product, like... He's literally a product of online radicalization. Like in his manifesto, it's a bunch of shit posting. Um, if you're listening to this, you don't know what shit posting is. Shit posting is it's a practice that was popularized in the wild, wild west days of 4chan. Um, and it sort of migrated to Reddit. There's a more benign version of shit posting on Twitter, but it's basically just a series of collections of nonsensical jokes that have that almost always have like a a ten an undertinge of racist. Um, of racism to it, like an undertint of some sort of ism to it, right? The his manifesto is littered with shit posts. Mm-hmm. Like there's a there's a throwback 4chan joke about being a Navy SEAL who ran missions against Al Qaeda. Like that, I remember that joke from 4chan, mm-hmm. right? So this is a dude that was literally radicalized by the internet. And while there's a lot of shit posting, while there's a lot of like misdirection in there, let's be clear: the dude is a Nazi. He is a white nationalist. Right, like allegedly in, the, I refuse to watch the video, but allegedly during the video he says subscribe to PewDiePie, that shit posting. Yeah. Right, like the. Yeah, PewDiePie came out and was like, "Oh, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm disgusted that he was." It's like, why? You're that's your fan base, like that's your fan base. Your fan base is that is that that type. You know it is because you played to that type in every one of your fucking videos. You played. Right. We, I think the last time we had him, we, we, I had you on. We, we, I think we brought up we brought up Felix. And we brought up the fact that he was, he does something different again uh, this time. It was something else new. He told me, to, like, he was on, he was on a white nationalist site where he was giving out, uh, using the, the subscribe to PewDiePie thing. Uh, uh, he was using that thing again. He was, he was something, something along to that, that matter. So, so him all of a sudden trying to feign like he didn't know this is where it came from. It's bullshit. This is your people. Well, so, like. Do are we saying that PewDiePie directly radicalized him? No. Are we saying PewDiePie plays to a base of people with the potential to be radicalized? Yes. Are we saying that Nazis use PewDiePie's channel and PewDiePie's tendency to react basically like a white man when called out on his privilege? Yes, because they're using that to radicalize these people. Um, there's also a line in the manifesto where it says he was taught he was taught ethno nationalism by Spyro the Dragon Three and Fortnite trained him to be a killer. Come on, that's shit posting. That's a misdirection, but he is like, he brings up the great replacement. He brings up a lot of the anti-immigration rhetoric from Donald Trump. He says it was Candace Owens, but <laughs> all right. I can't believe I got, I can't believe I'm going to do this. We like, we went through all of Candace Owens public speeches. She doesn't talk about Muslims. 
it's almost like a decision of hers to not talk about Muslims, ISIS, Al- like she doesn't talk about that. Most of her racism is immigrants and protecting white people. It's almost like she's made a business decision to not talk about the Muslim faith. Um, and we found on like 8chan, the backslash poll board, where this guy was posting before he before he committed his attack. They hate Candace Owens. They see her as a grifter. They see her as, oh, she's not actually down for this cause. She's just trying to get the Fox News money. Like, they don't actually... The real hardcore white nationalists don't like Candace Owens. Well, because she's a grifter. That's the thing. She is a grifter. Like, the thing about Candace Owens is she's doing this for a grift. She's not a true believer. It doesn't make her less dangerous. It doesn't mean that she's she shouldn't be deplatformed and, and ignored, too. But she sees this as a game, almost. Yes. Um, and it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Well, she, she, Candace Owens is a more successful GOP black chick. Yes. GOP black chick tried her damnedest to flip that I'm black and conservative to a check. Um, one of the funniest days on Twitter is when Stacey Dash got that Fox News spot and she just lost it. Mm-hmm. Cause she was like, yo, I was cooning for you. Yeah. I was supposed to be the chosen one. Uh, yeah. No, but I no like the, the, this whole thing, it's an, like, it's another white nationalist. that was radicalized online that perpetrated a terrorist attack and killed almost 50 people. Mm-hmm. And it's not a game. It's, these people are not doing a game and they're all, they're all, all their hands are dirty. You know, everyone is. And it's ridiculous. And and like I said, New Zealand came out and immediately said they're banning automatic weapons, semi-automatic weapons. Oh, instantly. They said, okay, cool. That This ain't a problem at all. We New Zealand was like, I'm sorry, New Zealand. We thought you were mature enough to handle your toys. You can't handle your toys, so they go back in the box. I didn't realize it was that easy. Mm-hmm. I know, as, uh, as a, as a uh, yeah. Yeah, as an as an ugly American, I didn't realize I didn't your know. government could just ban things like that. I didn't know. You, I didn't know you. I didn't know you take could responsible do that. action. I didn't know you could do that. So, um, but yeah, yeah it's, The it's, manifesto it's, he goes on to 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 quote Dylan Roof, to quote Anders Breivik. Like, apparently, he has some of them. On, his, he has some of them on his gun. He has some of their names yes. on his on his written on his gun. Um, which, by the way, this video got Facebook live streamed for for a bit. And was put in the full video is still is still out there on the internet somewhere. But even YouTube had it up for a while, stuff like that. They've that thing they've they've all taken it down. But I just find it funny that guy could live stream two mass shootings before being taken down by Facebook. But if I say you know if you say men are trash, your post is immediately flagged and you get a you get a suspension. Right. The, the, there is, and people have warned specifically YouTube. They've warned YouTube about this sort of thing for the last five years. And YouTube's just been collectively, whatever, we get the engagement. Engagement over everything, right? Well, it's, it's the engagement also. Here's the thing, too. I've seen people bring this up as well. If we're going with the, the technology and algorithms and we're using deep learning and all the other bullshit, not bullshit, but it's actual stuff. If we're going with all this stuff, we know that if, Facebook and YouTube really wanted to because they're saying there's a technology issue. They can't do it. It's too hard. We don't we need we don't have enough data points. If they really wanted to. They could because here's the thing. Tell me how how often do you see 
ISIS recruitment videos on YouTube and Facebook that get high. They might be there, but how often do you see them in your like your your mentions and things like that? You don't. You don't get any of that kind of stuff. You don't get the only radicalized people you get on these platforms are white people. You don't really get the radicalized black people's videos don't go viral. Go look at those hotel videos. They they don't really get those hotel videos don't they don't really get numbers like that. We might find them and laugh at them and joke about them, but unless you find they don't they don't really do numbers like that. The ISIS you know videos don't do that. Like you don't see any other group get have their radicalized videos get out there. But when it comes to if it's if it's white people though, and or an issue that white people have latched on to as being something that they want to be radicalized on, that goes viral. So it's very, very clear to me if Facebook and YouTube really wanted to, they could shut that shit down. They have the data points to do it. But like you said, it's about the engagement and their word of what will happen when that engagement drops. It's so it it's the engagement. It's also the the messenger, because there's not much of a difference between Umar Johnson and Jordan Peterson at all. Right, like Umar Johnson, Tariq Nasheed, and Jordan Peterson, their base philosophy is pretty damn similar. Why does one style get more pub over the other? Because those sort of views are seen as more acceptable coming from white men than they are from black people. Like, straight up, that's what it is. They, oh God, what was it? Somebody said, I'm going to have to find the tweet now, but somebody said, like something horrific had just happened. They said, you know, no, it was Tucker Carlson. That's right. Tucker Carlson, all that audio, old audio from his radio shows resurfaced. Um, I don't even want to say surface because it's like it's stuff we've known. Like when he was on CNN, this stuff was floating out there. Um, and specifically his comment of Iraqis being monkeys. And someone said, you know, we shouldn't ban this. It was Brett Stevens. There we go. Talking back to me. Brett Stevens from the New York Times said, hey, you know, we shouldn't ban Tucker Carlson. We shouldn't fire him. We should debate his ideas in the market. We should, we should debate him in the marketplace of ideas. Because those views are acceptable coming from white men. I bring up Brett Stevens to say this. When Ilhan Omar correctly noted that APAC determined, the APAC lobbies to determine American foreign policy with regards to Israel and Palestine, Brett Stevens said she should be censured and removed from the House Foreign Relations Committee. That's not an idea that needs to be debated in the market. That's not, that doesn't need to be debated in the marketplace of ideas, but the humanity of the Iraqi people needs to be debated in the marketplace of ideas. Because at the base level, we accept these things coming from white people because we inherently believe in the humanity of white people. Ilhan Omar correctly criticizing OPEC's role as a lobbyist firm. It's not a person making that argument, it is whatever negative stereotype you've attached to Ilhan Omar making that assumption, making that argument. Mm-hmm. When Tucker Carlson says the Iraqi people are monkeys, it is a white person of reasonable intelligence making this argument. And if I debate him, I can convince him that he's wrong. And even if not, we had a good debate, and that's really what matters. Well, like you said, it's, it's when they use freedom of speech as a, as a weapon on both sides, right? You know, if it's a white man saying freedom of speech or a white person saying freedom of speech the black and brown person all of a sudden no oh, freedom of speech oh it's, it's limited you know all of a sudden they understand the limits of, of freedom of speech right 
and when when freedom freedom of speech be 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 checked, um, and it's ridiculous. Uh, like you said, going on and and seeing seeing how other countries deal with this kind of stuff kind of reminds you how how bullshit we are. Like uh, Australia came out like uh, apparently um, Milo came out and said some dumb shit, and Australia immediately revoked his his visa. It's like, oh well, you can't on the spot, on the spot, because they'd already been they'd already been talking about trying to ban him, and one 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 I think one of their right wing people was like, well, no, we got you know, let's you know, and made a made an argument for, it. and then when uh, when Milo did this shit, even that dude was like, oh, no, no, they got to do this, fuck it, he's go- he's done, try to give him a chance, he's done, get him out of here. There's a there's a senator, uh, is it a senator? The he holds an elective office in New Zealand, I believe. Oh no, senator, no, you're talking about, I know you're talking about the the, the Australian guy. Who came out and said that dumb shit? Oh, I got that. The one that got egged. Yeah, yeah, Nick. <laughs> no, I got that. I got that. I got that. Hold on, let me see. Um, trying to find it right now. I just had. It. I got. Oh, got all these fucking windows open. <laughs> um, but no, no, it, it was it was actually disgusting. He came out. Yeah. And okay, so uh, Fraser Annan blamed New Zealand attack on Muslim immigration. So basically, uh, two mosques are attached by a white nationalist. And he blames the victims. At the death of Rose to 40 or 49, the Queensland Senator said that the real cause of, of, of the bloodshed in New Zealand streets today is the immigration program which allowed Muslim fanatics to migrate to New Zealand in the first place. While this kind of violent vigilantism can never be justified, what it highlights is the growing fear within our community, both in Australia and New Zealand, of the increased Muslim presence. He said, he put this in a statement. He wrote a, he had a statement written here. Like, if there's any type of, if, if there's a word that does not need to appear in a statement after a mass shooting, it's but or however. Like, I've read the actual statement. It's however, comma. And I'm like, that that's not a word that needs to be in one of these statements. You, you don't need to both sides this. There's there's only one side, the Nazi side. Oh, nope, we're, we're going to blame the, the people that were killed. Okay, yeah, cool. That's fine. Like, it's got it's got his official, like, government seal on it from him. And it is absolutely, like, it's so bad. Piers Morgan was like, what the fuck's wrong with you? And Pierce Morgan is terrible, right? Like, so when you got when you've lost Pierce Morgan, like, so what? What? Like, what? What is your? What are you trying? What's your point here? Like, I again, I'm not Australian, so I don't know how they can get rid of this dude, but this dude needs to go. Needs oh, to I go. think they try. The dude shut up and act like that kid. That kid showed up, egged him, looked at him, then swung on him. I was like, "Yo, they need, do shit differently in other countries." Well, I need. Well, I do need that dude to learn. Uh, apparently, he's only fourteen, but he needs to learn to duck and roll because he's he did it and he just stood there and let himself get smacked. Like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta duck and roll when when after you hit somebody with an egg like that. You gotta be prepared because they're gonna swing back at you. So you you you'll, he'll get him. Uh, I, apparently, people are already he he got released, so they didn't even charge him. So that's another thing. <laughs> that's how you know it's different. That's how you know it's that's how you know it's different. I, f- I feel like the police were like, "Good on you, kid. Good on you, kid." But next time you got to duck, yo. You got to duck and roll next time when you do that shit. All right. Good luck for you. Keep keep your ears clean, yo. Keep your ears and nose clean, guys. Yo, can you imagine someone egging Ted Cruz mm. and then punching Ted Cruz? Mm-mm. 
they might be shot on the spot. Uh, so that's my thing, though. You got to pick somebody different. Because Ted Cruz might be okay. Because okay, I'm not gonna get in. I try. I try to. I try to say out of the 2020 stuff right now. But like when people, when, when Beto announced, we were like, "Well, you know, he came close to winning in Texas." I'm like, "Eh, he still lost to Ted Cruz." And like nobody likes Ted Cruz. Everybody hates Ted Cruz. Like Ted Cruz is terrible. His own party hates Ted Cruz. So that's not really a good like measure of how popular somebody is. Because like I'm pretty sure my dog Maximus could run against Ted Cruz and still get close enough to beating Ted Cruz. All right. Everybody hates Ted Cruz. So you got to pick somebody different. But, yes, generally speaking, in this country, they would be shot. <laughs> if it was Ted Cruz, uh, though, they might be high-fived. So. They might be, mm, get on, you kid. God, he's so uh, terrible. Like, this is a dude, Ted Cruz is so terrible. This is a dude who went and groveled to the guy who, who attacked his wife. Like, Ted Cruz is a horrible like, man. Like, yo, he's a horrible how, man. how can you look at your queen in the face after that? Well, no, you know, this and, and, man. And not, and not just his wife, but he also talked to his dead father, suggested his father was, like, killed uh, uh, JFK. Like, this dude's family has been attacked, and Ted Cruz is like, can I have some more to ta- Donald Trump? It's fucking terrible. Look, if, if it was ever acceptable in American politics to swing on a motherfucker, if Ted Cruz had swung on Donald Trump after that, he might have won the presidency. Like, I'm not even joking. If he had swung on Donald Trump, and they asked him why, and he said he talked about my queen. Like, I, I if he had pulled... If he had pulled a Russell Westbrook and say, talk about my wife again, I'll fuck you up. I'm not going to lie. I, I do want to see more. He might have been president. <laughs> but I'm going to say, I do want to see more of that. I, I wish we did have, I wish we did, I wish we did have more of that in this country where, because I've been seeing some of those parliament, parliaments and, 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 and things of other countries where they get, they get rowdy. They yell at each other. They throw chairs. Like they have some fight. I'm like, I think if we had more fisticuffs in our, in our, in our Senate, in our Congress, I think I think uh, I think more things would be all right. Well, so and but Bomani Jones makes this point, and I'm inclined to agree. The thing that stops regular people from saying outlandish shit to other people is the implied threat of violence. No, it's important. Right? You need that shit. You need it. I'm sorry, you right? do. You do. Like I was just talking to my dad about this. Violence may not be the answer, but it's always an answer. <laughs> Like, it is always on the test. You can always choose violence. And honestly, if you were allowed to fight in the Senate and in Congress, I don't think Mark Meadows brings a literal black prop to that hearing. If he if he for a second thinks he'll get slapped in the face for it. I don't think I don't think Republicans get to put half the stuff they put into like just bring up to committees. If you could punch somebody in the face on the Senate floor, they wouldn't. They do this smug thing because they know nobody can touch them. Like I'm sorry, I'll, I, I'll be honest. If you, if you if you told me if you told me I can say anything I want and couldn't be touched, oh motherfucker, I'd get all kinds of fucking crazy. Why? Because ain't no consequences. You need consequences, man. And and just and just not winning your next election isn't a consequence for these people because once you've gotten in, you've gotten in access to the power and rub the elbows as you need to then go into the private sector and make all the fucking money you want. So just not just just telling them, well, the consequence is not being able to be in Congress anymore. It's like, so I can then do everything I'm doing now, but even more, but but legal, even more right. legal. No. So yeah. I, I, I'll take it a step further. They would not have gone as hard as they went against Ilhan Omar if the threat of being punched in the face was on the table. Yeah. No. Would not have. Right. Like, because if. 
if physical retaliation was on the table, they would not have said half of the shit they said about her. They degraded her, her background. Like, her story is actually made. She is a, she is a war refugee. So she takes, like, when you, when you talk bad about refugees, she takes that shit personal. And she's a black woman. And she's a, she's a hijab-wearing Muslim. And that matters. Right? And they just said all sorts of derogatory shit about her because she, because she criticized the lobbying firm. Mm-hmm. If the threat of being punched in the face exists, they probably would have said it would not have been as ferocious as it was. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, let's see here. Uh, I'm going to move on to some other stuff. I, 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 I just saw, I saw the TV on every time I do this and I, something came across my TV that I want to talk about that I didn't have in my notes. So I'm talking about, I'm just going to say this real quick. There's a video going around and I mentioned this, uh, of, uh, Chelsea Clinton being kind of chastised by, uh, was, I believe is a, a brown Muslim woman, uh, for showing me the visual. Here's the thing. All right, I've seen a lot of people back and forth, you know, saying, how dare you guys defend Chelsea Clinton because she made a comments about, you know, Ilhan Omar and blah, blah, blah. Okay, listen, guys, here's the thing. The woman who is yelling at Chelsea Clinton, they clearly set this up, all right? One is her best friend took the video and actually claimed that she didn't, she, oh, I didn't had any, hadn't had any plans to confront Chelsea Clinton unless she talked. But since she didn't talk, you then went and found her on the side of the corner of the room and confronted her while your best friend filmed it. Um, when the video went out, then they posted it on Twitter, and then she quote tweeted the, the video, basically going, "My brand is yelling at white politicians," and I'm like, "Well, Chelsea Clinton's not a white politician." Um, Chelsea kind of just takes it in stride and says, "I'm sorry, you know, words matter." Really, like, does does the right thing, right? Uh, the woman who yelled at her is a Bernie bro, is wearing a, like a, not an official Bernie shirt, but a shirt that's worn by Bernie supporters, and she's a Bernie supporter, um, and she also has some old tweets that are homophobic in her saying nigga a lot. Granted, they were four or five years ago, and she said that when she was young, but again, we went through this with the Kevin Hart thing. That doesn't really matter if you do that and you don't address it. I'm going to just say this. Twitter's getting kind of old to me because I see people not have any kind of nuance. The I just don't think that like if the ideal here was you she's upset, you know, because of the comments over Ilhan Omar, that makes sense. But it's like they also have nothing to really do with this white nationalist who shot up these people in New Zealand. And this is a visual. And now the topic is now Chelsea Clinton being yelled at about the Ilhan Omar tweets, which was like one tweet basically saying. You know, hey, you know, we should be careful about what we say and, you know, things can be anti-Semitic, right? Like, okay. Not really her going in there, because this one basically makes it seem like your rhetoric is what leads to, like, the attack in New Zealand. It's, it's like, it's a little bit over the top. It's a little bit over the top. And I think we can all kind of agree it's a little bit over the top. And this woman d- doubled down on it, didn't even come out on some, you know what, I was, like, really emotional after the attack you know what, maybe I kind of, you know, went a little bit too far and left it at that. Nope, doubled down on it, tripled down on it, all this other shit. I don't even want to get into it anymore, right? I'm just going to say this. Ten years from now, if somebody's yelling at a young Shasa and Malia Obama, 
Y'all gonna keep that same energy? Or is it gonna be different that time? There was a there was a thing going around where um and it was so weird because super leftist Twitter was mad at Democrats for this, but the Democrats were basically like, we're very hesitant to go after Donald Trump Jr. We're very hesitant to go after the kids of Donald Trump. Not because they haven't done anything wrong, not because they aren't full of shit, but because once we go down that path, we know that honestly, Republicans are ten times worse. Chelsea Clinton is somebody, and I've seen a lot of people say, oh, well, you know, Chelsea Clinton, she's rich, she's been in this. Chelsea Clinton, as a young kid in the White House, got attacked after attack after attack by grown-ass Republicans. It was ugly. I know a lot of the people, like this this, this young girl who was, a, who, who was yelling at Chelsea Clinton probably does not know what young Chelsea Clinton went through as a young girl in the, um, the White House. That's why when Chelsea reached out to Sasha and Malia, because she understood being the target of others, of adults, while you're a kid in the White House. So I can see why the why Democrats are like, yeah, we kind of don't want to go down that route. If the if the courts go after them, fine. But as like a Congress, maybe we shouldn't go down that route because then the Republicans will absolutely do that shit. And I'm just saying, 10 years from now, I think a lot of people that are cheering this on and basically going, yeah, fuck Chelsea Clinton, fuck them, fuck all that. If that happens to Sasha and Malia, you guys are not going to be saying the same shit. If somebody confronts Sasha over Obama's drones, how y'all going to feel about that? I don't think, I don't don't think, I don't think, I'm just saying this. I don't think any of y'all want to go down that route. I don't think that's the route any of us really want to go down. You know, it's this, this whole, go ahead. I was going to say, let's keep it a buck. The reason people are going so hard about this is because it's Chelsea Clinton, not inherently because of anything Chelsea Clinton has done, but it's because she's a Clinton and people have feelings about Bill Clinton. They have feelings about Hillary Clinton and they they see Chelsea Clinton and they latch that onto her. What she said about Ilhan Omar was wrong, right? She said that, um, she, I don't think she even mentioned Ilhan by name. She just said, you know, we need to be mindful not to tread in anti-Semitic rhetoric. What Ilhan said was not anti-Semitic by any means. Like It, it cannot be interpreted as anti-Semitic in any way because she was very clear in what she was criticizing. She was criticizing APAC. Right. Excuse me. But people in bad faith made it about anti-Semitism to derail from her actual message. Cool. Chelsea was wrong for that. I don't. So when I first heard about this, I thought it was an organic thing. I thought a college kid saw Chelsea Clinton. They had all those feelings stir up and they reacted. And I was like, you know what? When people are hurting and when they're upset, they lash out. I'm not going to be mad at a kid for lashing out. That's what kids do. Right. Now you're telling me all this new information. And I'm like, yo, this seems hella disingenuous. It's very, but but right. this is, but like when she said to me that even if I just saw the video and there was nothing else there, I would have been like you and be like, you know what though, forty nine people are dead. I'm not gonna get mad at somebody who's Muslim and 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 feels this way because God forbid, I'm not I don't I'm not trying to be rational when when a black when a when a black an armed black person is shot by the cops, right? Exactly, I get, I get that, right? But then when I saw her quote tweeted as my brand is yelling at white politicians, I'm like. See, that's when I start getting into it because then it's like, so now you're making it a brand, and then they they posted well, so- they, they posted a, a Venmo link to get like money or something. I'm like, see, that's when I start going like, 
is it really about what it is or is it really about you know the exposure and getting out there and getting likes and like that's when I start having to ask the question of what is the end goal here well so that's the other thing Chelsea Clinton's not a politician she has no desire to enter politics she is chilling being a private citizen like she's not a politician she's the daughter of a politician but she's not a politician so when you say your brand is yelling at white politicians like that that's a red flag to me because it's like yo Chelsea Clinton's not a politician she's a public figure I'll give you that she is a she is a public figure and her she has a platform and she should be responsible with the things that she says but yo she's not a politician she's not an elected official she's not accountable to uh, an electorate so again like I said when I first saw it if it was if it was a kid being mad and lashing out out of anger I totally would have understood that I I even empathize with that but we're hearing all this new stuff and they're bringing up the, her old stuff where she was homophobic, where she said nigga. And it's like your whole thing was you wanted Chelsea to be accountable for her words, which she should be. But when that same standard is now held to you, the script gets flipped. And that's now it's why it. you're bringing up old shit. Oh, that's you're literally fault. yelling at Chelsea Clinton for things that she said a month ago. Right. And if you're saying her words contribute to this environment again, that can, her words contributed to a culture that makes it hard for Muslims to exist as people, I'll give you that. Do you then own that your homophobic tweets made it hard for gay people to exist? If a gay person is murdered, should a gay person now come up to you and yell at you for the things that you have said? It's just, I, I, but, the, but my thing is like, I don't want to go. I don't even want to go down that path, right? I don't. I'm like, how about we stop this? How about we take things with nuance? I'm like, all right, cool. She's wrong in that case. Does it? Does her being wrong in that one case then? Because he literally kind of goes there as like, like you did this, you caused this, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, that's a bit much. And like, there's at this point on Twitter, there's no like nuance in between going like, all right, her comments here were wrong, Chelsea comments were wrong. But doing this is kind of wrong too. How about we just kind of like, how about we, how about we do a do-over and call this a wash right now and say everybody should do a little bit better next time, right? No, it's now coming down to well, the Clintons are globals and right on how you guys are defending this white woman. Like Chelsea Clinton is very fucking pregnant in that video, so you're kind of going like you're also kind of yelling at a pregnant woman. Now it's like, oh, so now pregnant women aren't aren't fragile just because she's pregnant doesn't mean she can't be wrong. I'm like, again. Would you keep like we, this we, same? We, we just had a weeks long discourse on how hospitals mistreat pregnant black women and ignore their fragility. You would not keep this same energy if it was one of the Obama girls who were pregnant, staying on the side, quietly participating in a vigil. Who, by the way, I believe uh, somebody put out like why Chelsea was there. I think one might have been she was invited, but she's also like part of like the multi faith like initiative at NYU at the school. So she had a right to be there, right? They kind of give support. She's apparently not speaking. It's on the side to show support. It's just like, I don't know. It's just one of those things. I'm like, I don't know if that's actually a good look. I just don't know. I, I don't I, I don't think it is. And nobody's trying to have that conversation of maybe maybe that was a little bit maybe that was a little bit over the board. And if you say that all of a sudden now it's, oh, you're a centrist. Oh, you're a liberal. This is what's wrong with you. I'm like, you know what? Y'all can't have y'all can't have adult conversations. Everything has well, to okay, be yeah. a fight. 
Yeah, because it's because she's a Clinton, right? Like, this isn't about Chelsea Clinton. This is about Bill and Hillary Clinton and our feelings about Bill and Hillary Clinton, right? There is no way to have a discussion about Chelsea Clinton and not bring in what other people feel about her parents, even though she has not said one way or the other how she feels about what her parents have done, mm-hmm. right? So you're holding her accountable for what her parents did. Specifically, we hold. We even did this with Hillary. We hold Hillary responsible for what Bill did. Yeah, they. Uh, yeah, and, and it goes down. And, and there, yeah, yeah there, there's a level. I don't. I don't know if I want to call it sexism, but there's there's something that I don't feel good about where we attribute the sins of Bill Clinton to the women in his life. Yeah, like that just feels wrong. We we do this with Monica Lewinsky. Yeah, we blame Monica Lewinsky for Bill Clinton um cheating on his wife with her like it's just very weird like, the whole thing is just very weird um you yeah. know before we started recording i was saying like yo i'm i'm starting to get tired of twitter because everyone feels like they have to have like everyone feels like they need a take right like it, everyone feels like they have to talk about whatever the whatever the number one trending topic is so that they can hope to go viral and they can hope to monetize and Yo, it just, the, the the fact of when somebody's tweet goes viral, their next tweet after it is like, "Here's my GoFundMe or here's my mixtape or here's something for me to promote." I'm just like nobody's nobody cares about that, but you're just doing this. It's just it's just everything. You know what it is? Everything feels fake. Everything. Yo, feels yeah, everything fake. everything feels very performative. Yes, and it, it I'm kind of over it. Um, Cause it, and it doesn't mean that. Because I hate that whole fake outrage and all, you know, all PC culture. It's not that. It's something totally different than that. Because a lot of the, the, the base of these things, like a lot of the base of what that, if you take out the way she did it, the base of what she's saying is valid. The, the base of what this young woman was upset about is very, very valid and needs to be addressed and needs to have a platform. But the way in which she yes. went about, you know what it is? You know what it reminds me of when people sit there and try to defend this shit? I'm like, and when people go, oh, yeah, you know, you guys are upset because of the way in which she did it. I'm like, yeah, because you, there is a way to say something. And, and, and sometimes tact is the right way to go about it. Um, like I said, the way Chelsea was reacting is a way where that could have been an actual conversation. That could have been like if she had confronted Chelsea and had instead of yelling at her, had an actual conversation that could have actually been something that actually had something come out of it, right? Instead, she chose the conf- confrontation route, which, yes, confrontation is a big part of activism and needs to and, and shouldn't go away. Like when black people were standing in the roads and blocking roads and and, and interrupting white people's and brunches and things like that. That kind of act that that kind of confrontation it needs to happen. But I th- I feel like a lot of people forget that there's an other side of, of, of sometimes of activism and that's sometimes not being confrontational. Like if every time you react is to be confrontational, at some point, yes, people are going to start shutting you out. It's just a reaction. It's what it is. You forget activism. Think about it at work. If you have one coworker at work who is always confrontational about everything, what happens? Eventually, everyone starts shutting them out and going around them. And that's what happens here. You know, it's, it's just there, there are d- different situations calls for different kinds of um, tactics. 
And I feel that right now, because the confrontation tactic that worked so well under Black Lives Matters is now being the, the tactic that everybody uses for every single one of these things. And I'm like, but there needs to, there, there are other ways of doing this. It depends on the thing. And I'm like, again, I'm sorry. Chelsea Clinton isn't Bill Clinton. She's not Hillary Clinton. It's a, it's a whole different kind of thing here. And I, I don't know. Like I said, I, I just feel like it's, just, it's, just, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. Because we also know that it doesn't work. Like, let's take an example. James Gunn got, got hired back, right, uh, by Disney. Apparently, Disney was just sitting there waiting because they had now hired that's him. That's a great moment ago. of white privilege. Oh, whew, whew, that's some white privilege right there, right? He got, so Disney basically waited because, the, and it was smart because Disney waited for, what was it, what is it his, his one movie they were producing with his, uh, with his brother directing, uh, Brightburn. And nobody said anything about that. Nobody was like, oh, I'm not going to say it because James Gunn's involved. And then when he got announced for worse writing and then directing Suicide Squad, the next Suicide Squad movie, again, there was no pushback. And at that point, Disney's like, all right, we can announce that he's coming back for Guardians of the Galaxy. And guess what happened? Nothing. 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 I have not seen anybody kind of go, fuck that, I'm not watching the next Guardians of the Galaxy 3 movie. So then I go back, so like, then I go back, so then I go back to the arguments that we had back then at times like, you know, whether he should have been fired. And again, I'm not even taking the position of whether he should have been fired or shouldn't have been fired, whether it's good he's back or whether he's not. I'm looking at the fact of what was accomplished. What was accomplished? Like when, when they fired him, collectively we said he's fine. He's a mm-hmm. white guy in Hollywood. No one's ever can Specifically white men in Hollywood, the standard to get them canceled is extremely high. He'll be fine. In fact, Disney will probably bring him back if you stop making the block so hot, mm-hmm. and you'll get what you want anyways, mm-hmm. right? And look what happened: the block isn't hot anymore, and they brought him back. So all the and I remember when they so the James Gunn thing, it did not come from a genuine place, right? It came right. from a bunch of right wing trolls because James Gunn is very critical of Donald Trump, and they said, "Oh, we'll, we'll get Gunn this way." They brought up his uh, jokes about child rape and pedophilia, right? All right, he got fired. Cool. You got fired. If for no other reason, then you made the mouse look bad. Above all else, you cannot make the mouse look bad. You made the mouse look bad, so you have to go. Then white people made this whole, well, white dudes specifically, made this whole movement of rehire James Gunn. And I'm like, why? Mm -hmm. Why? He'll be fine. It's not like this is going to cancel him forever. He lost a job. He fumbled one bag and turned it into two. Right, right. Like, James Gunn will be fine. So, back to what you said, like, what was accomplished by all that? Your kicking and screaming didn't get him his job back. What got him his job back was Disney looking left, Disney looking right. Is the block safe? And James Gunn keeping his mouth fucking shut. And James Gunn not tweeting anything since July when he got fired. Oh, and it also helped that when it happened, James Gunn was completely conciliatory and said, yeah, I was wrong. If they fire me, they fire me. I, I, he took the L. Yeah, he took the L. He took the L. It was like, hey, you know, game's a game. And, you know? and in that video, Chelsea Clinton eats, like, she eats that. She takes the L. She's like, you know what? You're right. Yeah, she eats it. I'm like, at that, so, like, so I, to me, at that it, point, it's like, it, what do you, what do you do? So even if you're, even if you're back in this, this, this you know, woman who's yelling at her, it's like, at the end of the day, how do you then don't look at Chelsea Clinton and go, you know what, though? She handled that pretty well. Like, people are even, even people say that, people are going like, Chelsea like 
like Chelsea Cole was like, you know what? You're right. I was I shouldn't have said that. You're right. People then people like, said, look. Said, I'm sorry. Like I, I really couldn't make it out of the video. She said like I'm sorry. And I'm yeah. like okay, cool. She ate that. She didn't engage you. She didn't argue with you. So what did you want to accomplish, right? Like, and and this is going off of the new information that we have. This was apparently staged, right? Like, if it was, if this was an organic moment, like we originally thought, then I'm not even going to falter for yelling at her because we're not rational when we're angry, right? But if this is something that you set out to do and this was your plan, so what did you want to accomplish? You're pro, you are protesting a private citizen. Yeah. So at that point, when she starts saying, "I'm sorry, I apologize," what goes on? What's the next step after that? Do you still get angry at her? Right, like there is no what, policy change the, that's going to come because she's a private citizen. What, 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 like, but to me, like, what, a, what, 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 what was the end goal? So you yell at her. She says, "I'm sorry." I, I'm, you know, words mean, and she kind of is very conciliatory towards you. Like everything you want from, uh, I would assume, is a real apology. What do you do then? What, did, what, what, what did you? What's the next step here? Just that the next time she shows up, you're going to yell at her again. Like I don't, I, I just don't understand what, what's going on here again. This isn't like when people, you know, when black people stood in streets and and or were going into the brunch and people were like, well, where they want to come? It's like, notice you want to get policies and stuff. You're you're you want these white people to kind of take a stand with you. All right, cool. What was the What was the point of this video? What was the point of doing this? There's right. No like, so you want to talk about hell? Let's talk about something that happened recently. The two black women who protested Bernie Sanders and got on stage. They did that to have their voice heard and to get their message out because. Bernie Sanders typically ignores the plight of black people, right? And they said, we're going to force you to listen. What do you accomplish by protesting Chelsea Clinton? Likes on on, on Twitter and Facebook? Like, no, like, I, I'm, I'm being serious. This is not protesting Mark Meadows. This is not protesting Louis Gohmert. This is not protesting Steve King. It's not even protesting, not even protesting Hillary Clinton. Or Nancy Pelosi. This is Chelsea Clinton. Right. Like the Nancy Pelosi protests when the, when the when the Green New Deal people were sitting were sitting outside our office, like okay, fine. And even even and Nancy was just like, that's fine, that's fine. Like yo, Na- they protested Nancy, and Nancy was like, y'all are right. Yeah. Like the, the the underreported story of that is Nancy Pelosi agreeing with the people protesting her and saying, yes, we do need but, to push this new Green Deal. But that was the thing, though. It was never even the people that were promoting that then turned around and attacked Nancy Pelosi for it, but it's like they never talked about what Nancy Pelosi said and how she dealt with it afterwards. It's just like, like, it, it, but in, in, in not just the people that were supporting the protesters, even the people that were against the protesters, then went on that I'm like, they, they started attacking AOC, and I was like, but AOC and Nancy agreed on the pro, like, they agreed on this. Like, Nancy wasn't mad at AOC for this, and AOC wasn't there to actually particularly, she was there to support the protesters, not to actually support you know, what they were actually, you know, them protesting. Like, it was like, it all became this big battle between two sides over a narrative that wasn't actually what actually happened. And I'm like, what, what's the point of here? What, what, is, what is this point? What's so, this point? so let's go back to James Gunn for a second, right? What the, oh, I don't want to be very careful with how I word this. With what people on the right, specifically the more fanatic and the more nationalist, right? Like there are online rings of nationalists on the right, white nationalists on the right, who weaponize who weaponize legitimate outrage to sort of spin a Dems and Disarray narrative, right? Like that is a thing that happens. That is not saying that every Dems and Disarray narrative is a product of white of a of white ring manufacturing, but White ring, white right wing manufacturing often leads to Dems and disarray narratives. They did that with Nancy Pelosi and AOC. They tried to play two people who 
actually agree against each other and get people arguing online so that that dominates the discourse. People see that that gets the engagement. And now that is the narrative. That is what happened with James Gunn. They spun up the narrative against James Gunn to get people on the left fighting about it. And now that becomes the narrative. What is happening now is people on the right have seen what this video has become. And now they're spinning it into a narrative of centrist versus liberals, the mm-hmm. Dems in disarray, real socialists against Clinton globalists or whatever, right? That's not saying that this woman or this girl's um, video was a product of that. This is saying those same manufactured machines notice this and are capitalizing on the conflict. This is the game. Like, this is another reason why I'm like starting to get sick of Twitter because I, I talk briefly about what I used to do before, like, my current job. So, like, my, I'm trained to see shit like this, right? Like, I'm, I'm trained to see radicalization efforts. I'm trained to see when people are, like, trying to manipulate people. I'm trained to see social engineering. This is becoming a social engineering thing. No, And it, Twitter has a huge social engineering problem that they refuse to address because they prioritize engagement over everything. Yes. And it's one of those things where it's like, you're arguing over things that don't really matter, and it's ridiculous. Um, it, 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 yes. just, it, it, it just drives me crazy. Um, let me see. I'm going to try to skip over some other stuff because I wanted to get into something else here. Um, I'll save these for another show to deal with. Um, let's do this one because this is what uh, we, we spent a little bit longer on this subsequent thing than I thought I was going to do. Um, but this is what I saw. That that spurred me to want to want to address this. I've been seeing some people kind of falling for this without thinking about it more. So I was, was sitting here talking to you, and on TV a commercial came on, and it was that I think a cologne commercial with Johnny Depp, and it reminded me of this whole thing that's going on with Johnny Depp now, coming back and suing Amber Heard, and claiming that she uh, she's the real abuse abuser in the relationship, and I've been seeing a lot of people surprisingly try to act like he's telling the truth yo okay you're more plugged into this world than me so maybe you can school me on this because i i i I read an article about it Mm -hmm. and i was like oh okay the only evidence is johnny depp's word no 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 no, no, that's what it is it's the only evidence because nobody has seen anything like people are making it seem like that the 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 videos and, and the evidence he says that he has that's in his lawsuit is available to the public. They are not. They're only in this lawsuit. You have not seen any video. Nobody has outside of John what Johnny Depp and his lawyer have said. Nobody else has seen any of this evidence. The only thing people are saying is because Johnny Depp has launched this uh this lawsuit against uh, um Amber Heard. And has then come back and said that he has witnesses and he has like they're using one evidence of the fact that there's one time when Amber Heard said that Johnny uh, attacked her, uh, but she wasn't aware that his security personnel were around there. And they they're saying that he faked the attack. So it's basically a bunch of people that Johnny Depp has paid and are on Johnny Depp's payroll are his witnesses. So. And this is why people have turned on Amber Heard. Nick, so so uh, uh, again, looking for more information on this, right? I found one one site. You know who's you know who's pushing this site? Because it, it came, it it's actually worked out that we did we 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 ended where we did it with the Chelsea Clinton thing. You know who's pushing this? The right. I'm gonna guess Breitbart. Um, maybe by Breitbart, but there's there's a group of uh, women who have a podcast called Chicks on the Right, 
who have a podcast that uh, talked about this and they're linked in one of the articles I, I found about this. This is not, first of all, we need to also remember this. Um, the, the allegations against Johnny Depp are not done in a vacuum. Remember, Johnny Depp was accused of fighting somebody on set of that 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 two that Tupac and Biggie movie at one point. Um, remember, people during the last uh, 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 Pirates movie, there were reports that Johnny Depp was difficult to work with and was showing up drunk all the time. Yeah, like the last couple of movies he was filming during the time the Amber Heard um, news broke, it was all confirming what Amber Heard had said about him. By other people, not ever yes. heard. By people who work with him. Like, there was a lot of talk about, like, uh, let me see if I can find the article about Disney. Basically, it was like, yeah, Johnny Depp doesn't show up on set. He's kind of difficult to work with. Forgets his lines. Um, uh, difficult to work. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, because he's not going to appear anymore, many more of them. Uh, he said that the Disney wanted to fire him. So, and again, remember, this lawsuit that he's coming, he, he's, he's bringing up against uh, Amber Heard, is basically it's, uh, him because he's saying that he's, he's finding it difficult to get work now because everybody thinks he's an abuser. And remember, uh, and so his biggest thing is the Washington Post article she did, where she never really announced, she never really states that he's the uh, he's the abuser. But let's also not forget that during the the divorce, when they were going through the messy divorce, that things were coming out then. Like, I'm sorry, I just don't believe Johnny Depp. Like, why? Why would I? What about Johnny Depp makes me believe? Or makes me believe him. And this is this is weird to say because we are in a space now where it's like, you know, believe victims if for no other reason than to make other victims feel safe about coming out. It is hard for me to believe Johnny Depp, even if he is a victim, because of his victimization of Amber Heard. Right? Does that track? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but let us assume Johnny Depp is telling the truth for the sake of this argument, right? Let's assume that he and Amber Heard are in a toxic relationship and they abuse each other. Because of the abuse I heard, or because of what we heard about what he did to Amber Heard first, that makes it very hard for me to believe him now. Well, that, I don't know if that, well, that... Like, I don't know if that's... That and other evidence. Other people have claimed well, that yeah, Johnny... That well, and that's the thing. It's like other people have confirmed that Johnny Depp is kind of a dick. And that these kind of things happen. And it's not like Amber Heard didn't have her own set of witnesses. And it doesn't also doesn't help that when you put in Johnny Depp lawsuit and you're trying to find out more information about this, a lot of the sites that have the information are all right-wing sites. Like one of the sites is now bounding into comics, which if you know that name, you know that they also, or if you're aware of the Comicsgate people, this is one of their sites, a Comicsgate site, bounding into comics. Rumor, Amber Heard's role as Mayor and Aquaman sequel in doubt after Johnny Depp lawsuit. That's not true. That's not true at all. I also know, because I was at Hall Ace last year when Fantastic Beast was there, when Johnny Depp showed up on stage, the rest of the cast did not fuck with him at all. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm going to take context clues and everything else. Go, I don't believe Johnny Depp for one second. 
Now, somehow there's video evidence. And here's the other thing, too. Let's say that Amber Heard did get caught a couple times making up abuse claims. Here's the thing. doesn't mean she's not an abuse victim. Abuse victims sometimes do that when you're in an abusive relationship. You know? Well, so I'll, I'll take it a step further. Let's, let us assume Amber Heard is actually abusing Johnny Depp at the levels that he is alleging. What does it cost me? For saying no, I still believe Amber Heard, and I believe that this is Johnny Depp trying to, you know, get one, trying to get one over on. He's trying to continue to abuse a woman, if not physically, then financially, right? What does that cost me for being wrong? Mm-hmm. Right, like if 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 I'm wrong, what does that actually cost me? Like if the evidence comes out, it's like, oh wow, it turns out Amber Heard was abusing Johnny Depp. I was wrong. What does that actually cost me? Right, like, the, are my principles compromised in any way? No, I don't think so because, like, my ethos at like at the core of this is, I believe victims. Amber Heard is a victim. Johnny Depp is is exhibiting behavior typical of abusers, specifically male abusers in this situation. He is behaving like a male abuser. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Everything about it because that just, that, doesn't, that doesn't cost me anything. Like, no one can pull up my old tweets and be like, "Oh, well, you said this. Yeah, I did say this, and I was wrong. Now what?" Like, yeah, he, where do we go from here? He's behaving like an abuser. Uh, actor Johnny Depp has filed yeah. a 50 million de- defamation lawsuit against his ex-wife, uh, actor Amber Heard, accusing her of making allegations of domestic abuse in order to advance her career. In the lawsuit, which was filed in Virginia on Friday, Depp cites an article that Heard wrote for the Washington Post about domestic abuse. The lawsuit also uh, contains Depp's allegation that Heard began an affair with Tes- Tesla founder uh, uh, Elon Musk, Musk just one month after Depp and Heard got married in 2015. Heard's attorney, Eric uh, M. George, responded to the lawsuit in a statement to the People magazine. The frivolous action is just the latest of Johnny Depp's repeated efforts to silence Amber Heard. She will not be silenced. Yeah. Like, this, all of this reeks of an abuser lashing out, right? Like, he, he is behaving how abusers behave. Mm-hmm. And if I'm wrong, I'm cool with being wrong on that. But just looking at this situation... He's behaving like an abuser. And it's really disturbing to see so many people flip on the word of an abuser. Right? Like, so th- this sort of thing happened with Jesse Smollett. The Nigerian brothers, who admitted to stomping him out, said, oh, but it wasn't our fault. He paid us to do it. And everyone was like, okay, cool. It must be because he must have paid them to do it. Because why else would these two guys say that? And I'm like, because they're caught up by the police and they're trying to get a lesser charge. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you you are taking the word of criminals to go against someone that you might have a might have a bias against unconsciously. Right? Like you might have an unconscious bias against women victims of domestic violence. You're just looking for that opportunity to say, see, women abuse too. Not saying you have anything against Amber Heard personally, but there may be something that you have to unpack with why you were so willing to jump against Amber Heard. Same thing with Jesse Smollett. Why were you so willing to jump against him off the word of a police department that has been caught literally erasing evidence and two criminals who admitted to assaulting a man? Right? Depp's complaint says that although Heard did not n- mention uh, Depp's name in the Post article, it was clear she was referring to him. I mean, that's I, honestly, if I'm the judge, I throw this out right off the bat right there because it's just like, okay. The lawsuit calls her ongoing allegations of domestic abuse categorically and demonstrably false, which uh, can't really, okay. 
They were part of an elaborate hoax to generate uh, positive publicity for Miss Heard and eventually her career. The lawsuit says, claiming she is a perpetrator. The suit said that uh, Depp 55 has suffered financial losses because of the accusation, including being dropped from his role as Captain Jack Sparrow in the Pirates of the Caribbean films. Which, again, he was dropped from that film. It doesn't seem like he was dropped because of the abuse allegations. It seems like he was dropped, one, because uh, he was difficult to work with and forgetting his fucking lines and showing up drunk on the set, and because, two, the, the distant people just wanted him gone. That doesn't sound like it had anything to do with him being an abuser. Because if it was, why was he then later on, you know, not dropped from Fantastic Beasts? How are you going to claim that, right? Um, And her article published in the Post in in December, uh, December Heard 32 said she loved, again, remember, there's also a 20-year difference, 23-year difference between these two people, right? Uh, Said that she lost an acting role in a contract with a major fashion brand because she went public with her claims of abuse. So she's over here saying that she actually lost things for coming public. He's saying she got put on. It's also not lost on me that this this suit happens after she's in Aquaman and, and that film made a billion dollars and people are talking about her potentially getting a spinoff film with Mira. All of a sudden, now, the lawsuit comes in. I'm sorry. Yeah. If I'm if I'm wrong on this one, if I'm wrong on this, I'll eat that one. If it turns out that Amber Heard's a piece of shit and is abusing Johnny Depp, I'll eat that one. But I'm I'm Team Amber Heard for right now. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. I gotta be. This does this doesn't make any fucking sense, especially when you. Talk- I, I, mm. Yeah, I've seen too many male abusers pull this trick, like pull this same tactic to not look at another male abuser and be like, "Yeah, you're pulling the same tactic." I'm sorry. It's like, just. I, it, not, none of this seems like it makes any sense. Yeah. Nah, that, that, and it, like you said, if, I, if I'm wrong, cool, I'll eat that. But nah, he, he is exhibiting behaviors of an abuser that I've seen men perpetrate throughout history. As for the alleged affair with Musk, the lawsuit says that personnel in the building where Depp and Hurd lived testified that Hurd received Musk late at night at Mr. Depp's penthouse, and they would see Ms. Hurd's friend Elon leaving the building next morning. That does not mean that they were having an affair, particularly if she's an abuse victim and she has a friend that comes over and stays with her. That does not mean there's an affair. I'm also trying to figure out how the affair matters. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. Let's go. Again, it goes into my, like, my point. It's like it doesn't. What does that have to do with anything? If you're saying she's a yeah, like, okay, Let's say Amber Heard is abusing you. What does her cheating on you have to do with her abusing you? Mm hmm. Uh, yeah, no, nah, this doesn't track, man. This doesn't Hurt, track. Hurt first accused uh, Depp of d- domestic violence in May, May 2016, the year after they were married. After Hurt brought a photo of her with her bruised face to court, a judge ordered Depp to stay away from her. The couple met on set of their 2011 film, The Rum, the Rum Diary, and their divorce was finalized in 2017. In a statement with Fox News, a must representative said Elon and Amber started seeing each other uh, and didn't start seeing each other until May 2016. And even then, it was infrequent. They were uh, they were not on the same continent for most of the time. Their relationship did not become romantic until much later. Like, I'm sorry, Johnny Depp sounds like an abuser, and it sounds like he's doing an abuser tactic here. I'm not going to fall for that shit. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'll eat that one. But right now, mm, I don't think I'm wrong, to be honest. Yeah. i be honest here. I don't yeah, like... I, I've seen too many dudes behave this exact way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, 
and again, my, may, maybe that is something that we will have to explore later in the future. Maybe that maybe this will lead to us like really breaking down what it means to believe victims, even victims who also perpetrate abuse, right? Like maybe we have to explore that. At this point in time, though, I I can't get there from here. Maybe I will evolve to get there, but I can't get there from here right now. All right, last story before we get out of here. Yeah, we got some time. I might be able to do one more for you after this one. Um, <laughs> That's a good one. Paris Denard does not want to be called black or African-American, and we are okay with that. This is from News 1. Uh, Paris Denard decided to show his face after the Washington Post dropped an ex- explosive story that he allegedly got fired from Arizona State a University for Sexual Harassment in 2014. He's clearly trying to reclaim his title as being the Grand Wizard of the Sunken Place, which Candace Owens appears proudly to own. Uh, Denard does not want to be called black or African-American, and uh, it's ridiculous. So, um, Denard was tweeting with another trash bot, uh, a box who babbled, don't address me as black or African-American. I am not black. I'm actually brown. I've never been to Africa. Call me American. If you want to identify my ancestry, call me an a- American of African descent. And this is from Brandon Tatum, whose Twitter handle is at the officer Tatum. I got nothing. <sighs> wait, wait, wait. Officer Tatum? Is that the same Officer Tatum who identifies himself as a black man later on? Yes, because somebody pointed this out on Twitter that in one of his tweets, he says, as a black man who graduated from inner city school, but he doesn't want to be addressed as a black man. Well, he only wants to be a black man when it when he can you know use that as a cudgel against the left. Or as a cudgel against Democrats. But when he's kicking it with his white supremacist homies, oh, I'm not black, I'm American. I'm actually your uh, I'm actually your African-American. Yes. Uh, so Paris Denard had, had quote-tweeted uh, Officer Tatum. He then says, uh, furthermore, how can we be from an entire continent? With hand claps. Were they on the one and three? I, it's just on the one. It's just on the one. He just did the one. He just did the one. <laughs> Here's the thing, guys. Um, Paris Denard is a piece of shit who only got hired by CNN because at one point he had been seen by Donald Trump uh, defending Donald Trump, and Donald Trump said, I want that guy. I want that African-American. I want that to be my African-American. Um, yes. Paris Denard is terrible. Absolutely terrible. So if he does not want to be called black, I am actually quite okay with that. Um, quite fine with that because it's just, fuck him. Just ridiculous. Um... Uh, but well, so here's the question: If if we're putting uh, Paris Denard on waivers, like, can we get a draft pick back? Like, can can we can we swap them out? Who's Is there a trade for? to be made? Who's swapping out for? Uh I mean, Kyler Murray's coming out in the draft. And I feel like the Filipino community is making a strong push to take him. Uh, I think we can get Paris Denard. We can get white people's number one pick, then we could draft Kyler. So we'd firmly be on our side. I kind of, you know, uh, what I kind of want to do. I, this is what I want to do. I just want to do. This is what I want to do. I want to say we trade him away for a guaranteed first round draft pick in twenty twenty four. I kind of want to wait. I kind of want to wait. I kind of, I kind of want to, I kind of want to wait. I kind of, I kind of want to feel like, I kind of feel like, I think if we're gonna do a racial draft. We should, we, should, we should be planning for the future, and we should kind of hold off and defer and see who comes out. I feel like the, the longer we wait, the more likely we're able to get somebody in a good trade who's of the right sound of mind uh, if we wait a little bit longer. 
You know what? That could work. Uh, another trade we could do, trade him for the rights to Commander Shepard, and then Cannon Shepard will be black. Mm, that's a good point. That's a good point. That's a good point. See? We got to get creative with this. Mm. Racial draft doesn't just apply to real people, baby. Mm, mm. A very, a, you make a compelling argument here, sir. Good sir. Uh, another one that's not a compelling argument is how it ties into this. Um, Dallas man starts national white effort to change narrative and gathers well-dressed men. They said a picture is worth a thousand words, and every and with every click, Neandre Broussard is writing a new chapter for future generations, trying to make a change, trying to trend, trying to change the narrative. Broussard said uh, he started a nationwide effort in 2017, following following several high-profile police shootings. It's known as the black as the black men wear uh, the black menswear social media campaign. Every time a victim was portrayed in the media, it was always the worst picture. Broussard said with every angle, he wants to encourage people to see beyond what's out, outside. He went to six cities with his message. This time he went to he he was back in D.C. in front of the National Museum of African American History and Culture with a dozen of uh, well-dressed men. The Nashville, Nashville resident uh, Zarek Harper stopped with his young son when he saw the large group of men gathering. Harper understood understands what it's like to be judged even before speaking. You may ask somebody what time it is and they see uh, and they seem scared of you. So here's my thing. I believe this is probably in in all good faith. But fuck this shit. I'm sorry. Fuck this shit. You shouldn't have to be, I shouldn't have to be a well-dressed black man to get some fucking respect. I, I'm sorry. You shouldn't. Yeah. It. I'm, I, I just, I get the, I, these things don't like, and I don't even think this is really necessarily, people fall this in the respectability of politics. I don't even think they're trying to get this because it doesn't seem like they're aiming it at other black people. So I don't really think it falls under that. But at the same time, I'm just like, guys, it shouldn't matter. If I'm in my hoodie, I should be able to get the same respect I get if I'm in a fucking suit. Like, because it doesn't. I mean, the cops ran up on the cops ran up on Skip Gates in front of his house after work. Right, like it. What you're wearing doesn't matter. It won't save you. It's your black skin that they don't like. And yeah, it's respectability politics to a point. And I feel like. The generation before us instilled a lot of that into us as survival mechanisms Mm -hmm. because they're worried about their kids and they're like, yo, our kids have to do this to survive. And as we come of age, we realize, no, it actually doesn't matter. We're going to die anyways. Right. So I can accept that this may have been done in good faith. This could have been someone trying to save other black people and saying this is what we have to do to be saved. Like as a parent now, I am more understanding and empathetic of those sorts of efforts when they're made in good faith. But it it doesn't matter. Cops are still going to roll. They they murdered um what was his name in New York? Was it Sean Bell in New York after his bachelor party where he was in a tux? It doesn't matter what you're wearing. Mm-hmm. Like it just doesn't. Yeah. Doesn't matter if you if you are respectable to them. It doesn't matter if you say yes sir, yes ma'am. Doesn't matter if you follow all of their directions. If they want to kill you, they will, and they'll get away with it because you're black. The reason for all of this is because you're black, and that's hard to accept because it's like there has to be something I can do. No, there's nothing you can do. It's on the people in power to change, and it's on them to correct the behavior within themselves it is not on the victims of systemic oppression to correct systemic oppression it's not mm-hmm. yeah yeah just ridiculous just ridiculous so um all right uh you know what 
We're under two hours, so you know we got one more thing. I'm gonna throw in this because I, I was thinking about not doing this, but it's just a little 2020 watch here. Um, you know, there, you know, we're always talking about some of the big candidates. We got, you know, Biden might by jumping in, Beto just jumped in. You got Harris, Booker, Sanders, all these people, right? Um, but I will say this: um, it is for people who want policy stuff like that, and I don't think she's gonna win. Um, but like. Now, Elizabeth Warren's not playing around, yo. Yo, what? This is the sad thing about Elizabeth Warren. When she, Elizabeth Warren is very, she's a very much in the weeds person. Like you could talk to her about how she wants to execute certain policies, and she'll tell you at length how she wants to do them. Right? Like she, she is very willing to get down and dirty in that regard. Um, that doesn't track though. That doesn't chart. Uh, I just saw an interview done with Kamala Harris. Um. They asked her zero questions about her actual plan. No, I'm sorry. They asked her a question about the death penalty. Mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't ask her anything about, like, what she actually, like, her policy platforms that she would push, initiatives she would push as president. They just asked her about how she feels about Trump, how she feels about the other dudes running, and a generic question about California's death penalty. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth Warren detailing how she would handle reparations, which I disagree with, but whatever she actually gave an explanation on how she would do it, that doesn't that doesn't chart for some reason. It, like that, it's, it's weird... Elizabeth Warren's reparations explanation didn't even chart in the wow, that's wrong. She, I can't believe she said that. It, it didn't chart at all. It, it's a weird it's a weird thing for me that, and this is why I don't take the Bernie supporters seriously. Elizabeth Warren gives a lot of the answers that you would think that they would want to hear because she gives details. Like her next, the latest one is her 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 idea to break up the big tech companies and social media platforms, you know, and ban huge huge companies and and ban them from acting as operators and, and and users of the platform. Which I mean, you hear it first, you're like. Breaking up Google, breaking up what the, breaking up Amazon. What the fuck's wrong with you? It's not gonna happen. But you start thinking about it's like, well, actually, no. They actually do operate as operators and users of those same platforms. Yes. That operate. That actually kind of makes sense, you know, because people think about it. With Amazon, you have not just Amazon. You know, Amazon's way more than just like they're now operating in the the entertainment field with now doing original content. They're now doing. Um, uh, like just being a store and selling, selling, selling things, and being an actual uh, 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 producer of content. But then also, they have the platform. They have the like the Amazon Web Services is a huge thing with huge contracts that go all the way into the government. And we've seen this before with uh, people were talking about the uh, uh, Amazon working with uh, uh, the the uh, police departments on facial recognition thing. It's like, you know what? Maybe they should be broken up. Maybe they shouldn't own and operate in all of these different platforms. Maybe they should be broken out and, and, and break them down. It's like, it's actually not a bad thing when you start. Like, it sounds crazy at first, but then when you start going down to the lines, you know, you're like, eh. So here, specifically with Amazon, she's dead on. Um, at least, so as of 2015, at least one third of the government's cloud was owned by Amazon Web Services. Yes. You absolutely have to break up Amazon. Like at, at this point it's not even a should we. Yes, you have to. Amazon's like everywhere. Amazon specifically, you have to break them up. Amazon's everywhere. It, it it is unacceptable for one company to have let let take away everything else they do. One company cannot own a third of the government's cloud. Like it just can't. 
Like it, it cannot. From a security standpoint, from a risk assessment standpoint, no, that's that is a hundred percent unacceptable. You have to break them up if for no other reason than that. Mm-hmm. And that's not even getting into how much private space is owned mm-hmm. by Amazon Web Services, mm-hmm. right? Like, no, you. You have to break the up. Elizabeth Warren is dead on about that. She also won't make it past the second debate, what, which is sad. Right, which is the thing that brings me up. It's like when I always hear people talking about, oh, well, I want to hear I want to hear details. I want to hear policy details. I'm like, yo, Elizabeth Warren is giving you all that shit. Like, she's the, she's the first and only Democratic candidate to unveil a universal child care plan. And again, this is not to yes. say that this is not to say that that you have to agree with everything she say. Like you say about what, what her stance on the, uh, which, what her plan is for reparations. Like it's not to say you have to agree with everything you, she, she's saying here. But this is where this is this is where the this is where the debate should be at, right? We should be down here. And it feels like every few weeks, a little bit of Warren is releasing something else new. And all I hear from people is going, "Oh, well, the Pocahontas thing," and "Oh, well, she lied about the it'll be a Native American." I'm like. Uh, okay, listen. Let's say we let's say we go with that. It's not one hundred percent true. Let's say we go with that though. Is that enough to make it so you don't look at her other policies? Is that enough to make you say that to, to completely disregard her? And especially yeah. if you're a Bernie person, like I don't understand if you are a Bernie person, how Bernie is your person, but not a little bit Warren, who is basically who has been doing. Not only she has more accomplishments in the Senate than he does. And she has more policy ideas to actually have plans on how she plans on accomplishing them. Elizabeth Warren is the policy wonk that Paul Ryan and Bernie Sanders think they oh, are. Oh, God. And remember, the Bernie bros loved Elizabeth Warren as an avatar. Then she didn't endorse him, and then she started speaking for herself. That's when they turned on her. Right? It's the same thing with uh, Ocasio-Cortez. They love her as an avatar, as a representation of Bernie Sanders. If she ever, I don't think she will because she feels like she owes something to him for like giving her her start. But if she ever says how she really feels about Bernie as a candidate, they will turn on her quickly. Like I said, I think, but, yeah, it's, it's a weird thing because it's like some of these other candidates we're I, I wish we were but we're not going to especially especially if you wait for the media to do it you're not going to get the detailed policy discussion that we should be getting and that we deserve uh and, and not to say that some of the people like harris and them don't have these ideas but i'm saying right now i don't think anybody right now in the race has as has thought them through to how you can actually get them done like a little warm and that's just a fact that's well, not me that's not me endorsing her that's not me saying that she should be a, she should be president but like I don't. I have not seen anybody yet who has like the amount of details and will be willing to debate you and talk to you about how that work and discuss them and, and and fully lay them out like like Elizabeth Warren right now. So, the other thing, as as Elizabeth Warren starts saying more and more of these things, don't be surprised if other people start taking her ideas like just copy paste. Well, I mean, yeah. Because, like you said, she's not going to get because, out of second round debates. So at this point, I would think start using her. Yeah, <laughs> and you could do it under the guise of well, the things Elizabeth Warren talks about are really these are unifying positions on the left. Bam! I, 
Cory Booker, I've just given you how to steal Elizabeth, Horn, Elizabeth Warren's homework. I just told you how to do it. Just say that these are unifying principles on the left, and now you two have a universal childcare platform, and you're dating Rosario Dawson. I just got, I just got Cory Booker to the third debate. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I, I, it just like I said, um, you know, for all those people out there, just oh well, you know, we're not, you're not talking about anything. None of these. Uh, I just, you know, yeah. And so that. that I do feel like it's it's a dereliction of duty on the media's part for not having these discussions. Absolutely. Uh, it absolutely is. Absolutely fucking is. There, there's also something to be said for an electorate that does research for themselves. Um, mm-hmm. And I realize that that's not an easy thing to do because a lot of times you, the, only, the only place you can go to look is that candidate's website and they're only going to show you like the high points and it involves a little bit more research and getting into like what those policies actually mean. But if we if we acknowledge that the media isn't going to do these things, then it falls on more of us to do these things for ourselves and sort of make a decision. I'm old and jaded, so I'm who am I voting for? Who's not the Nazi? That is my bar. Like, yeah, I'm not Trump. Is it? You can't just be not Trump. Oh yes, you can. It very easily actually. I saw what two years of Trump did. It has literally almost destroyed the country made us weaker from a security standpoint, made us poorer, widened the wealth gap. Two years of Trump have almost broken America. Yeah, I will vote I will vote for Bernie Sanders if that's what it takes. Oh, no, somebody said that before. It was like, uh, yeah, I was talking about this, and somebody was like, well, I can't vote for Sanders. I was like, I, I would not vote. I'd, I'd rather not vote for uh, not vote than vote for Sanders. I'm petty like that. I'm like, yeah, not voting for Sanders if he becomes a nominee is a vote for Trump. Fuck that shit. Like, I do not like Bernie Sanders. I think he's full of shit. I think people who supported Bernie Sanders are going to be supremely disappointed if he becomes president because he does not know how to, to go. He does not know how to actually do the things he said he's going to do. And I believe he is way. He, he is not. He's not. He's not what he says he is. Right. I fully believe that. But if he's the nominee, I'm going to vote for him. I'll pin. Just, people forget this. Like, I said the same thing. About, I'll vote early. I said, I said the same thing about Hillary Clinton. And I said the same thing about Hillary Clinton around the same exact time when Hillary Clinton said that she was running in 2015. I was like, I don't want to vote for Hillary Clinton. I don't want to vote for Hillary Clinton. You know what I ended up doing, guys? I voted for Hillary Clinton. Not because I thought she was some great candidate and she was perfect and blah, blah, blah. No, it was because uh, Trump was the nominee from the, on the other side. <laughs> Hell no. I vote for Hillary Clinton in a heartbeat. I'm sorry. It's fucking stupid, guys. Like that, that- that wasn't even a hard decision. That wasn't even something I had to rack my moral compass for. Hey, nigga, One said, person is a Nazi. Nigga, okay, I'll, it's easy. Nigga, I'll, spend the, I'll spend the next year going, fuck, fuck Bernie Sanders, fuck Bernie Sanders, fuck Bernie Sanders. If he becomes the nominee, it's going to be like, fuck, I guess I got to vote for Bernie Sanders. Like, what the fuck? It's, not even, it's not even an option. It doesn't even cross my fucking mind. Like, what are like, we doing? It, it, it is not me compromising my moral compass. It is not me being a hypocrite. It's, oh, okay, I'm not voting for a Nazi. And, and you, I'm, and, I'm doing everything in my power to not let a Nazi run the country. And you want to know why? Because that is the moral compass. The moral compass is, I'm not voting for a Nazi. And it doesn't mean, and again, this goes back to why the, the Twitter debates and, and the, the op- absence of narrative and just sitting on, on a, a nuance just, just drives me crazy. Me voting for Hillary Clinton doesn't mean that I agree with everything that Hillary Clinton says. Just like me saying that, hey, this girl shouldn't have yelled at Chelsea Clinton. I'm pregnant Chelsea Clinton on this shit. Wasn't me saying that Chelsea Clinton has done nothing ever, ever done anything ever wrong that shouldn't she shouldn't be called out on. No, that's not how that shit works. And I'm tired of people thinking that you got to narrow your viewpoint down to it just fits into those things. We're complex beings. We can have complex viewpoints on things. Yes, I don't fuck with Bernie Sanders, 
but I'll take up I'll take not fucking with Bernie Sanders over having to deal with another four years of Trump in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Like, yo, Donald Trump and his is Jerry Kushner his son or son in law, whatever. Donald Trump and Jerry Kushner sold out in America to be tortured and killed at the Saudi Arabian government. Yeah, there's nothing else to do. And I'm there's nothing else. Yeah, like, if, you're, if you're waiting for the pause, yeah, there's, 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 there's nothing else that falls up. It's like that's what happened. Like, like, like that literally happened, and I'm supposed to not vote against him? Fuck out of here! <laughs> like, that's not even a question. Like, yo, they literally sold out Jamal Khashoggi to be tortured and killed by the Saudi American government by the Saudi Arabian government. Yes, I'm voting against that. It's not even a. Cory Booker could win. We will, yo. So, quietly, I kind of do want Cory Booker to win. Because he is so much of a cornball, the jokes write themselves. Mm-hmm. But we will vote for that cornball if it means cornball or person that will sell out American journalists to be tortured for a possible deal. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, it's, it's not a, it's not a question, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. So, anyway, uh, Justin, thank you again for joining me on this one. Tell folks what you got coming up on Three Fifths Podcast. Uh so it is in the spirit of March Madness. Um, we wanted to do something a little lighthearted because we've been talking about a lot of uh, heavy stuff these past couple episodes. So our March Madness bracket, all of us at Three Fish Podcast, we love musicals and we have fond memories of Disney movies growing up. Who doesn't? Aladdin live action is coming out. Lion King live action is coming out. So we want to settle the debate once and for all. What is the greatest Disney song of all time? So that bracket goes live Monday. Um, we'll do each round will be a different day, and at the end of it, we'll have we'll, we'll actually determine what the greatest song of all time is. Um, and if it's not the Circle of Life, then I'm fighting everybody on the internet. But we've got that coming out. Um, we've got our regularly scheduled episodes are coming back out, and we're just gonna have a good time, man. Uh, we're we're holding off on a lot of our other bigger things because we're rebuilding our entire back end. So once that's done, then we'll get back to the other regularly scheduled stuff that we have, but our Game of Thrones recaps will be back when the premiere drops, so you can definitely check us out for that as well. All right. Well, there you guys have it. Uh, and again, for us, make sure, again, uh, endgame at uh, network.net. Uh, hopefully the links will be up there soon and noon on Monday for tickets to go on sale. So on Monday the 18th. So uh, again, folks, thank you guys so much for listening. Until next time, we are out of here. Peace. Peace.